1948, Burton Ramsey opened Ramsey Fairhome at the corner of 4th and State Street in Harbor Beach. Since then, technology and modern conveniences have changed the way we live. But one thing that cannot be replaced by a smartphone is at Ramsey Fairhome. It's still our family serving yours. A family business spanning three generations, from Burton to now Warren and Ryan Ramsey, with the same values as when we opened our doors over 70 years ago. For more details, go to RamseyFH.com and find out why so many have trusted Ramsey Fear Home since 1948. That's RamseyFH.com. The WLEW Sports Network presents The Game of the Week with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Dan Banke, and Kendall Anthes. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Agri-Valley Services. It's a date that's been circled on the calendar for quite some time, and now it's time for the rubber to meet the road. It can only be the one, the only, the backyard brawl between the Ugly Bearcats and the Harbor Beach Pirates. Good evening and welcome to the WLW Sports Network. I'm your host, Clark Ramsey. Tonight's broadcast, alongside of me, as always, once again, is the true professional. He even has a license to prove it. Please welcome Dave Hanson. Uh, thank you, Clark. Always good to be here for the Backyard Brawl, Harbor Beach Ubley. Uh, for us, it doesn't get a whole lot better, and hoping that's uh, exactly how this game turns out. It's the 74th time that the Pirates and Bearcats have met on the gridiron in the last 70 years, and whoever wins tonight will have the upper hand in not only the career of the East, but also home field advantage come playoff time. There's more on the line than just a victory tonight. This one runs deep for both sides. Oh, no doubt. It might be one of the best rivalries we have in the area, definitely up there. Uh, Ubley coming off multiple deep playoff runs in a row coming against a very young Harbor Beach team that can be dangerous. The Harbor Beach Pirates enter the backyard brawl undefeated for the second year in a row. They're looking to avenge a 42-0 shutout loss on their home turf from a year ago, though. The first time Harbor Beach has been blanked by the Bearcats since 1987. The Pirates are back with a lot of talent and a very large chip on their shoulder. Oh, you know they haven't forgot about that beating they took last year. So this team is heavily motivated coming back into Ubley's territory, try to give them all they can. And all these underclassmen, they have. They are have full of weapons and speed, and they have to use that tonight. On the other side of the ball, the Bearcats of Ubley are the team to beat until proven otherwise. They've made it to the state semifinals or beyond for four straight years and have had the Pirates number for three straight games in four of the last five. No doubt about it. With a four-year starting quarterback, it is still Ubley's time to shine and attempt to make another run. They remain a favorite until somebody beats them. The regular season is already over a third over, and tonight the Greer of the East finds its early leader. Before the backyard brawl begins, we'll host our media roundtable, take a look at other games, and dive deep into the game of the week. Harbor Beach at Ubley. It's all right here on the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anchor Valley Services. presentation of the WLW Sports Network is being brought to you by Thumb Siler and Agar Valley Services. DS Services of Kansas City for all of your grain handling needs. Conic Radiator and Air Conditioning of Bad Axe. Rainey's Hunting Center, 269 Guns. 
North Star Bank, guiding the way. Countryside Transportation, here in Auto Parts. Ubley Motor Service, Harbor Reach True Value. Albert Insurance Agency of Port Hope in Harbor Reach. Harbor Reach Community Schools, Zinger Smigalski Funeral Home, McVeigh Insurance Agency, and Sure Health. Better health, better life. Are you sure? Internet services are provided by Anger Valley Services on the Blazing Sweeter TrueNet 4G Wireless Network. Go to AngerValleyServices.com for broadband internet that you can count on. This game broadcasts a copyright presentation of Thumb Broadcast Incorporated. All rights are reserved. Any reproduction with the express written consent of the WLW Sports Network is strictly prohibited. For anyone that has attended high school in the last 60 plus years, there are some absolute core memories that are made in those four formidable years of their young lives. Homecoming, prom, graduation, and many of those, I would like to believe, revolve around football. Doesn't matter if you are on the field, on the sidelines, in the band, the bleachers, or even listening from afar, it's likely you can relive some big moments quite vividly. For me personally, it was going into Reese during the playoffs and knocking off the Rockets 36-18. As a broadcaster, I'll never forget Ubley's game in Petoskey last year in the middle of a winter snowstorm. Sandusky scoring the last minute to beat Cass City 7-0 in 2015 for their first district championship in school history. Or Harbor Beach upending Muskegon Catholic Central in the state semifinals back in 2012. Then there's another section reserved for the moments in the backyard brawl. Memories like 2019 when Ubley came into Harbor Beach to upend the Pirates 34-20 to begin an era of non-stop semifinal appearances. Or the year before when it took three overtimes to determine a winner, capped off when Evan McGlincy blew up a two-point conversion for the win. Through it all, tonight marks the 17th backyard brawl that we've been able to call since 2011. For the last 16 of those, I've had Dave Hansen to my right. Yeah, obviously one of our favorites every single year, and you're out biased for very many reasons. But uh, this one has always lived up to the hype. You only scratched the surface on some of those wonderful games, and you nailed two of my favorites. I mean, that triple overtime game may be one of the best games we've ever seen. Um, the Muskegon Catholic Central game uh, way back in my first year, that was uh, right up there, too, as maybe one of the best high school football games I've ever seen. Doug Cole has been around for 15 backyard brawls, our director of sports information, traveling all the way from Livonia, Michigan, running the roads each and every week for us. Doug handles all of our real-time stats throughout the entire game. Doug, welcome home. Thank you, Clark. I'm uh, looking forward to this game, uh, rivalry game. Anything can happen. It uh, should be a good one. Good to have you again, Doug. Uh, Got to know, how was your write-up and where did you stop? Uh, my write-up was great. Uh, took the back roads through, I think it's pronounced Avoca, uh, Fargo, and then Deckerville. And, oh, wow. then, and, okay. I, and then I ended up in Ruth. Uh, so I went to the Farmer's Tavern. It's, uh, I had the uh, the perch dinner okay. with French fries on the side and a toss salad. It was delicious. Definitely recommended. Doesn't get the Doug Cole seal of approval. 100%. Whew. Fantastic. So dining with Doug can continue for another week as Doug Cole travels the countryside, finds the local eateries, and gives the Doug Cole seal of approval only when deemed absolutely appropriate. And a large reason we're able to sound semi-intelligent during the broadcast would be to our spotter, Dan Benke. For seven years, the founder of the Dan Benke School Football Spotting has been running the roads with us as well, and we're pleased to have him once again in the booth with us tonight. Hey, thanks, Clark. Uh, actually made it to the game. I had today off, hit the links, and we did take home first place today. Ah, congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Yeah, we're, we're good to have you. I'm glad yeah. you could be here early, too, to right. get it, scope this thing out. So good to see you again. Our intern from Northwood University is with us again, once again, Kendall Anthos. He's on his way to the game right now. Beyond doing just the broadcast intangibles, now Kendall's responsibilities have expanded to social media as well as buying 
bungee cords for us at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. He is uh, He's going to be very hireable by the time the season's over, that's for sure. And I will mention he is now part of his career at Northwood University. He is working with, uh, has an agreement with the Detroit Pistons in selling tickets for Pistons games. If you are interested, I'm supposed to tell this on air, I'm not sure <laughs> if this is an NIL deal or not, but contact Kendall Anthos and he'll hook you up some tickets and uh, his career will be aided as well. No kickbacks whatsoever. All right, and tonight we were supposed to have our esteemed colleague and sideline reporter Ed Klump with us, but unfortunately he was unable to make it, so we will return with him in coming months. Well, we'll just have to uh, keep all the surprises that he keeps in store for us under wraps <laughs> yes. for a few more weeks. <laughs> and when you say surprises, we, we too are also surprised anytime Ed opens his mouth. But tonight it's the backyard brawl between the Harbor Beach Pirates and the Ugly Bearcats. It's all right here on Sports Radio 1021 and live worldwide at WLWSports.com. When we return, we'll host our media roundtable presented by Thompson Chevrolet. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network being powered by Anger Valley Services. Listen to the WLW Sports Network in more ways than ever before. Tune to Sports Radio 1021. Download the Cruise 102 app on your Apple or Android device. Listen live worldwide at WLWSports.com. And now also in replay form, just go to WLWSports.com. Click the Replays tab. You'll find any of our broadcasts right there, including a complete stat summary as well as a drive summary, all at WLWSports.com. Doug Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, Dan Benke, and Kendall Anthos are called tonight from the banks of the Cass River. Ubley hosting the Harbor Beach Pirates. It's homecoming night, it's the Backyard Brawl, and it's now time for the Media Roundtable presented by your hometown dealer, the Thompson Chevrolet of Ubley. If you're looking for the latest miles from Chevrolet, look no further than the north end of Ubley at Thompson Chevrolet. Find new roads. Join me today from the Huron County View. It's the New York Giants of the Media Roundtable, Paul P. Adams. Our Director of Sports Information, Doug Cole. The 2003 North American Asparagus Scene Champion, Ed Klump, is not here, so he <laughs> is going to scratch him from the list. Our intern from Northwood University, Kendall Anthos. The top spotter south of Pin County, Michigan, Dan Benke. And the defending champion of the Media Roundtable, Dave Hansen. Through the end of the broadcast season, we keep score of our game's predictions. When that time comes, we will deem a Media Roundtable winner. Last week, Paul P. Adams took the over and cruised on to victory, accurately picking the Pirates big over the hatchets. Now it's a three-way tie for first place with Kendall Anthus and Dave Hanson. How about that, fellas? And I don't know why your, your nickname makes no sense. I didn't get shut out last week. <laughs> well, I write the script. <laughs> well, it's, it does, I, I take umbrage with that because I didn't get shut out. Okay, well, it's how it works. Each media representative picks a winner and a final score for this week's feature game of the WLW Sports Network. The winner is deemed by selecting the winning team by having the most accurate point differential. If no one selects the correct winner, then I, Clark Ramsey, will graciously accept the victory for the week. Since Dave won two weeks ago, he'll be second to last. Paul B. Adams won last week. He will go last. So tonight's order is Doug Cole leading things off, followed by Dan Benke, Kendall Anthus, Dave Hansen, and then Paul B. Adams. Doug Cole, the tea is yours once again. Well, we'll, it should be an interesting game. I don't want to say struggled, but it was probably a little closer than people thought against Marlette. And then Harbor Beach last week, we saw it. They looked very impressive. However, however, I think Ubley, there's too much um, too much power, too much speed. I got Ubley winning this game 35-16. to 16. 
35 to 16, a 19 point victory in favor of the Bearcats, according to Doug Cole, our director of sports information. Dan Banky. Well, I got uh, I got to see both teams play. Pretty happy about that. Albany definitely has some weaknesses. We've seen it last week. They struggled uh, against Marlette in the first half. Second half, they came out a little bit better. Harbor Beach has the weapons to kind of expoil uh, what Albany's doing wrong. So I might be going with a little bit of upset here. I'm taking Harbor Beach, oh, 22 whoa. to 21. Okay. Wow. I already had it written down Albany for you here. Wow. So 22 to 21. A one-point victory in favor Those of the two Pirates. two-point conversions of a hard beach will come through okay. compared to the extra points. Okay. Interesting. So one point in favor of the Pirates, according to Dan Banky, the top spire this side of Bing County, Michigan. Kendall Anthus. He is on his way to the game right now in search of some bungee cords as well. <laughs> Who knew our broadcast relied on bungee cords? But tonight, he says, we get to see arguably the two best teams in the Great Earthum Conference. Kendall Anthus, Kendall Anthus thinks both teams are primed and ready to go for tonight's matchup. Kendall's looking forward to seeing some fireworks tonight with both of these offenses, but the Bearcat offense will just be too much for the Pirate defense. With that, Kendall Anthus is taking the Bearcats 42-16. to 16. Wow. 42 to 16, so the Bearcats by 26 points. Dave Hansen. <laughs> nice pick, Dan. <laughs> nice pick. <clears throat> Listen, I, I agree with everybody said so far. This game is, in my opinion, the Harbor Beach Pirates are the only team on this schedule that can beat Ubley this year. I truly believe that, but they are so young. They they just have so much in front of them yet. Ubley has the experience. They have Evan Peruski. Um, again, I, I think this could be a classic, but at the end of the day, I, I'm going to stick to my guns, and I'm going to go with the team that is the best in the area until proven beaten. I think the Ubley Bearcats' defense is going to make enough plays. I don't know if I believe in the Hard Beach defense enough. Uh, the offense does have weapons and speed, more speed than Ubley in my opinion, but it's not going to be enough. Maybe next year. Uh, give me the Ubley Bearcats and give me 40-12. to 40-12, to 12, so 28-point favorite for the Bearcats, according to Dave Hansen, 40-12. to 12. Just need to Paul P. At, Adams. Just need to look at all the scores. The T is yours. <laughs> all right. Well, you know what? None of these guys uh, really did anything to, to affect what I was going to pick. Um, I, I agree with Dan. I think uh, Harbor Beach has the weapons to um, keep this close. Uh, I think in the end, experience does matter. Ubley has big game experience. They know how to do this. They're not going to lose their homecoming on their home field. I just don't believe that. But I do believe that uh, this is as close as this rivalry has been in the last four years. Uh, so that, I'm going to go with the under, and I'm. this is the number I had in my head all week long, 35 to 20. I feel good with that number, uh, Ubley winning. So 15-point favorite for the Ubley Bearcats going to Paul P. Adams. So the experts have spoken. Four for Ubley, one for Harbor Beach. Dan Benke taking Hyper Beach in the upset by 1.22 to 21. Everyone else taking the Ubley Bearcats on the low end. Paul P. Adams taking Ubley 35 to 20 by two scores. And at the picture point. And of all the places to run on the field, someone hits our microphone. There's no one else within 20 <laughs> yards. Moving on, then we have Doug Cole taking Ubley by 19 points, 35 to 16. Kendall Anthus taking Ubley by 26 points, 42 to 16. And Dave Hansen taking the over, Ubley. 40 to 12 by 28. Good luck, gentlemen. And now we move on to other area games across the region. And we will take a look in eight player football first in the NCTL Stripes Division in Kindy tonight. The North Huron Warriors, Kindy Folk, Poga Fest this weekend. 0 oh. 3 for the Warriors to start the season going against a winless CPS squad. North Huron first 0 3 start since 2016. They've been outscored 12 to 138. 
Yeah, I think North Heron's going to win this game tonight. Uh, CPS has had their struggles, too. Um, what you didn't see last week is North Heron moved the ball, but a lot of their problems were self-inflicted. Uh, North Heron had more penalties in the first quarter than they had all year combined. I think they're going to clean that up tonight. And uh, they're a very physical team, and I think they're going to be able to move the ball uh, pretty much at will against the Tigers. I, I agree. I think it's North Huron's time to get win number one. It's taken too long, but uh, this team is better than they've played. Like I said, you clean up some of the simple stuff, all of a sudden the game becomes easier. I think they'll score some points and beat CPS. Game taking place tomorrow, Saturday at 1 p.m. The Peck Pirates host the Ashley Bears. Ashley, two wins in a row. New Haven Merritt and CPS, 56-28 last week. Peck, their only win was over Caseville in week two by just 10 points. Lost to Akron Fairgrove by a score the week before. I like Peck in this game. Um, you know, still a big physical team. Ashley, uh, I just don't know. The, the book's out on, on Ashley. Um, you know, I still I still think Peck's got enough to win this game. I like the fact that this game is in Peck. I thought maybe I'd get one on you here, but uh, I'm with you again. I like the home team. Give me Peck uh, to play a little better football game and get their second win. The Mustangs of New Haven Merritt, 0-2 on the season, taking on the 2-1 Akron Fairgrove Vikings. Akron Fairgrove, their first win over Peck last week uh, mm-hmm. since 1993. 36-28, and that win, I'm taking Akron Fairgrove on this one. Yeah, sound the horn. The Vikings are, are legit. Um, I think they have a, a really, really excellent chance for them in base of the All Saints as the top two teams in the stripes. I think uh, I think Vikings have what it takes to win this whole thing. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of a, a, brush, a breath of fresh air, right? We haven't been to say that in quite a long time. So, yeah, give me Akron Fairgrove as well, guys. And Caseville. On the road this week against the Bay City All Saints Cougars, Caseville snapped a 38-game losing streak last week dating back to the 2018 season when they beat North Huron 38-12. A great moment for the Caseville program there. All Saints, two shutouts in a row versus North Huron and New Haven Merritt, 107-0. Yeah, it was a great moment, Clark. I was so happy to be there. And anybody that knows Sam Rogers, the coach for Caseville, uh, you, just, you just cheer for the guy. He's such a great dude. And he, he was there for that whole time, for that whole losing streak. So great for his... For him to break through, they need this game. Uh, you know, last week talking to them, um, they're not settling with one win. They want they want to chase this championship and, and a playoff berth. With that said, All Saints just looks a little bit too tough, so I'd go with the All Saints in this one. Yeah, All Saints are at home too. It's a tough draw for Caseville after that win. A, a, a very good moment for them, but it, this is a tall task. And give me base, give me the All Saints as well. A game that took place last night in the NCTL Stars in Deckerville, Brown City rolls into town and takes the victory, 46 to 28. Brown City. They own their second 3-0 start in eight-player football, now 4-0. Deckerville have outscored opponents leading into that game 200-6, but they gave up 46 last night. Brown City in commanding uh, position of the NCTL well, Stars. Yeah, the last two weeks, Brown City's gone through Kingston and Deckerville. That's no fluke. Uh, that team is the top team, top eight-player team in the area. There's hands down, nobody even in the conversation. So, uh, you know, kudos for them to go into Deckerville and uh, hand Deckerville a loss like that, that that should open a lot of eyes. Brown City's legit. They have a lot of weapons on offense, but I don't think people realize how tough and physical they play on defense, and that is the difference maker for anybody to walk into Deckerville's backyard and beat the beat the pants right off of them. You are a very good football team, and Brown City is just that. It was an 8-8 to ball game about a minute before halftime, but then Brown City scored just before the half and did not look back since, outscoring Deckerville 22-12 to in the fourth quarter. Mayville hosts Dryden tonight. Mayville 3-0, Dryden 1-2, Burton Atherton 1-1 at Kingston, who's 2-1. Owen Corliss went down with a hand injury last week by losing to Brown City by three scores. And then Oakland Christian at KPAC to round out eight-player football. 
what stands out there is Mayville undefeated, the only real legitimate threat to uh, left to Brown City in the, in the Stars division. And, and my eyes on Kingston. I want to know if Owen Corliss can play, and if he can't, can, who on this team can step up at home to get a very important third win? Moving on to 11-player football in the Greartham West. Lakers at USA tonight. Lakers found their first win last week against Vassar, 41-6. Lost to Millington, ugly to start the season, being outscored 74-3 in those two games. USA, second straight 0-3 start to the season, have given up an average of 39 points while scoring just 14. Yeah, it's tough sledding for the Patriots. And, uh, you know, we had a feeling the Lakers would get right last week, and uh, I think they continue in the right direction. Lakers probably wins this game pretty easily. The same old story. Like you said, USA's been giving up 30, 39 points a game. I think Lakers hits the over on that one. Uh, Lakers uh, just starting to get a rhythm, and this is the part of their schedule. They are going to explode. Here's a toss-up for you. Caro at 1-2, and two, Vassar at 0-3. Oh Caro blanked Memphis in Week 2, 44-0, but then was shut out by Cass City, 50-0 last week. Vassar just one score in the last two weeks, lost the Lakers on the road last week, 41-6. to I don't even know how to pick this game. I picked Caro, but I With didn't feel coin. good about it at all. Uh, I, I went with Carroll, but Vassar could win this game. I, I just have no, I have no feeling on two, this game. Two non-playoff games. I'm with Paul. Give me Carroll. At least they've shown a small sign of life. Vassar just has been absolutely nothing to talk about. So give me Carroll on the road. And Cassidy's on the road tonight at the Reese Rockets. Cassidy bounced back from a loss to Harbor Beach in Week 2 with a 50-0 throttling of Carroll. Reese beat USA 30-16 in the Sugar Bowl for their first win since September 23rd of last year, ending a seven-game skid. Yeah, uh, they're not going to make it two in a row. Cassidy, I think, is the best team in the West, and they're, they're going to prove it here tonight again. Sure shaping up to be that way. Cassidy should win this one, no problem. In the Greartham East, Bannax at 1-2, and two, Memphis at 1-2, and two, down south of 69 at Memphis tonight. Bannax scored first against Harbor Beach, but then ended up losing 57-12, and they gave up 36 straight points to the Pirates. Memphis have scored just once in the last two weeks. We now scored 6-82. to 82. They lost to Sandusky 6-38. to 38. Saw the Hatchets uh, bus on my way back from Lapeer today, so... Uh, you know, I feel good about this uh, this game for Bad X. Uh, you know, all year they've been able to move the ball. I think they're going to move the ball at will on uh, Memphis and, and get this win pretty easily. Yeah, this is still Memphis, so Bad X is on the rebuild, but they're, they're still way more talented than that. They'll win no problem. Marlette and 2-1. and one. Sandusky 3-0. and oh, The Wolves in Sandusky tonight hosting the Red Raiders. Marlette, their second 2-1 and one start in a row. Lost to Obli 34-12 last week. Sandusky first 3-0 start in four seasons, beating Memphis 38-6. Oh, this is a sneaky good game. Mike Gallagher from the Sandlot County News is going to be down there. Um, really tough game to pick. I went with Marlette. They played Ugly, very tough last week, and I think that to me that shows just enough that, that they're, what they're made of. Um, Sandusky 3-0, and but they really haven't played anybody on this schedule yet, so this is going to be the first test for them, but I like what I've seen from Marlette so far. I like that that game's in Sandusky. Maybe I'm biased, but uh, I think the Sandusky <laughs> Wolves are going to go to 4-0, and setting up a good matchup here in a couple weeks uh, for, for the East down the stretch. Give me the Wolves. And the final game is Harbor Beach at Ugly, which is the game of the week. The Backyard Brawl, the 74th edition in history here in Ubley tonight. And the experts have already spoken on that one. Doug Cole taking Ubley by 19 points. Kendall Anthes taking Ubley by 26 points. Dave Hansen taking Ubley by 28 points. Paul P. Adams taking Ubley by 15 points. And then Dan Banke taking Harbor Beach by one point, 22 to 21. It's time for a short break and we'll return. We'll take a look at the away team tonight, the Harbor Beach Pirates, right here on the WLW Sports Network.
listening to the WLW Sports Network with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, Dan Banking, and Kendall Anthes with your call tonight from Ubley, Michigan. It's the Backyard Brawl, Harbor Beach at Ubley, the 74th time meeting in history. Well, if you've been a fan of football in the Harbor Beach School District in the last 40 years, well, you've had a pretty good run. In the last 40 seasons, since 1984, the Pirates have accumulated 270 wins in just 134 losses. In that span, they've had two head coaches only, Jack Dillon and Troy Shelke. They've both been inducted to the Michigan Coaches Hall of Fame and have been to have the same mentality when it comes to football. Hard-nosed, downhill, and championship caliber. Yeah, Coach Shelke uh, has coached 278 games in 27 years as head coach. He's won 191 of those, losing just 87, winning 68% of the time. He is the school's winningest coach. He's had 10 plus, 10, excuse me, eight 10 plus win seasons, seven district championships, five regional championships, five semifinals, and one state championship back in 2012. Again, he replaced his mentor, Jack Dillon, who coached 286 games in 32 seasons, winning 181 of those, losing just 105, winning 63% of his games. And uh, he went to a state final back in 1991. For the last two seasons, Harbor Beach had one of the best quarterbacks in the area with Tanton Babcock holding down the QB1 slot, aside from Evan Bruski, of course. But then in the second-to-last week of the regular season last year, Babcock went down with an ACL injury in a scene that frankly looked a lot like Aaron Rodgers on Monday night. The good news for the Pirates was then then freshman Caden Buchholz stepped up to the plate and hasn't looked back since and is now a sophomore captain. Yeah, the Jets don't have anything like Caden Buchholz. I promise you that Zach yeah. Wilson's not that guy. But uh, focusing on this game, Caden Buchholz, 6'2", 215 pounds. Uh, he's built like a linebacker because he plays linebacker on defense, but on offense, Offense. He throws a very good football. Uh, again, he just had a couple starts at the end of the season. He had 67 carries last year for 575 yards and 12 touchdowns in that short amount of time. And passing the ball, he was 13 of 23, completing 56% of those for a couple touchdowns. This year already, he's has 25 carries for 100 yards on the ground and four touchdowns, and he's already threw for 14 completions and 23 attempts for 172 yards and three touchdowns through the air, averaging 12 yards of pass play. And we highlight that because that may be a difference maker trying to split up that tough, uh, ugly defense, especially up front. Despite being known for operating well out of the spread offense, Harbor Beach still has a run-first mentality. Coming off of a campaign where the Pirates rush for nearly 2,300 yards, the Pirates are on track to match, if not surpass that number through the first three weeks of the season. So far, the orange and black of the Sunrise side have ran for 695 yards in 11 scores. And it starts with Shea Woodkey. He may not be the lead ball carrier anymore, but he's the veteran in that backfield. He's their grinder, their fullback. He's the guy where if you need a yard, you're getting one. You're giving it to your fullback. On the other, he doesn't get enough credit for what he does for the other two guys. Setting up the blocks, filling the holes, taking out the linebacker for Rogan Messing and Benson Harper. Right, Ro- both sophomores. Both of these guys got some pep in their step, but Benson Harper is the guy that takes the top off of defense. Six foot one, 170 pounds. He had 16 carries for 175 yards against Cass City, scoring twice. He also had set just seven carries for 112 yards against Bad Axe. Rogan Messing has got has been the change of pace back. He's had just 10 carries, but averages well over six and a half yards a carry and has a couple touchdowns to his name as well. The Pirates have the ability to air it out when needed, but so far through three games, that really hasn't been needed all too much. Caden Buchholz has thrown for 172 yards this season, averaging 57 yards per game up to this point. 
He certainly has a favorite target, fellow sophomore Benson Harper. Benson Harper, again, the guy who takes top off of defense. They are going to find ways to get him the ball. He is the guy that can take a handoff, a jet sweep, catch a screen pass, go downfield and jump out of the gym and grab that football out of the air. He is the focal point of the passing offense. But the guy that they're looking for to replace, who replaces Jace Canoblock's role in this offense as the check down guy, the other guy that gets the one-on-one coverage and wins? So far, that leading receiver has been Dustin Emmerich, a junior, 5'11", 170 pounds. He has four of those receptions for 30 yards and a touchdown. In each of Harvard Beach's three games this season, the Pirates have allowed two scores per game. Last week, the Orange and Black actually found themselves down 6 nothing in the first two minutes of the game before their defense showed up, going on to defeat Badaxe 57-12 when all said and done. True. They gave up 160 yards against Badex altogether, but keep in mind, on that first drive where Badex scored, a busted play, uh, got Logan Miles 170 yard, or 70 yards on the very first carry. After that, just 90 yards on the ground was all that Badex could muster. Keep it locked on your home for high school football. Up next, we'll analyze and discuss the 2022 Division Eight state runner-up. That's the W Bearcats. It's all on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network. It's the Backyard Brawl. It's the moment that Ubley and Harbor Beach wait for every single fall, and then they get to break about it for the next 364 days. It's hard to argue otherwise. The Ubley Bearcats have been on their A game for quite some time. You have to go back nearly three complete years, more than a 1,000 days, the last time the Bearcats have lost a regular season game. In that span, Ubley has made it to the state championship game twice and has been in the state semifinals four straight years. At the helm for all of it would be Eric Sweeney now in his fourth year as the CEO of Ubley Football. Uh, that's right. Head coach since 2020. He is 35-5, and winning 87% of his games. Two Greater Thumb East titles, three district titles, and three regional titles to go with all those semifinals and state championship bursts. For as long as Eric Sweeney has been a head coach, he has had the same starting quarterback. Evan Bruski is making his 41st start as the play caller for the Bearcats tonight, which has to be fast approaching a state record if such a record was even kept. The offense has, had, has, has not had to lean on him much this season, but when that time comes, it typically results in a touchdown for Peruski. Yeah, that was the big thing. Uh, Coach Eric Sweeney takes over, and the first thing he does is announce, I have a freshman quarterback, something you don't traditionally see in this area all too often, especially in ugly football. But Evan Peruski has lived up to the hype. 5'11", 185, plays defensive back as well. Last year, he had 78 carries. 1,100 yards, 20 touchdowns, just 23 this year so far, just 188 yards. So his yard per carry average is down, just one touchdown so far. Uh, four of eight passing, 87 yards and a touchdown, showing showing the ability that he can make those throws when asked. But in his career, the big number, 296 carries, 3,076 yards rushing, and just 47 touchdowns on the ground. In case you're new to the area or new to the general idea of football, here's what you need to know about the LB Bearcats. They love to run the ball. The entire coaching staff are all descendants of Jerry Herp, the very coach that this field is named after. 
The playbook is thick, especially when you have a four-star starting four-year starting quarterback. But I believe won't have to look too far into the binder. Just maybe the first six or eight pages will do with great accuracy and execution. Yeah, they they probably run about four pages worth, uh, realistically, <laughs> over and over and over. Uh, but it starts with Candon Peruski for me. He's going to play fullback. Uh, he went from line to fullback this year, and he fits in just like a lineman. He is physical. He is tough. He is north and south downhill runner, and he has been very good with the football, but he is just as good without the football. He sets the tone for that running game, that power style, and then the guys that, that benefactor from it is senior Seth Mauer on one side and Colin Ozentoski on the other. These are the two guys that are your change of pace. Seth Maurer is your veteran back, the only one back from last year's crew. And then keep in mind for Luke Vollmering, he has gotten quite a few carries recently with some of these guys banged up, but he is really their utility guy. Plays a lot of end, will catch passes. He does a lot for this team as well. Like we said, Ubley doesn't throw the ball often, but when they do, it's highly effective. In eight attempts, Brett Mueller and Luke Vollmering have pulled in four completions for 87 total yards. Yeah, I don't mean to spoil your fun there, but Luke Vollmering okay. is one of my favorite receivers on this team. I know there is a lot of them. He's only caught one pass, and they've worked in Brett Mueller on the other side on certain plays. He's obviously known for his kicking skills, is elite best in the area, second to none. But he has made three catches for 70 yards and a touchdown this year. They've worked in more weapons because they know when the playoff time comes, you have to have more than just a one-trick pony. And mixing some of these guys in now gives them confidence when playoff time comes. Last week's game against Marlette marked quite the feat for the LB defense, but one that Eric Sweeney might not be too pleased with. For the first time since October 22nd, 2021, 11 straight regular season games, Ubley did not, did not put a running clock on their opponent. Not that it's a goal of the Bearcats, but it just goes to show their dominance as of late. No doubt. They got off to a slow start. Marlette kind of stung them a little bit. Took them a while to get out of the gates, but once they did, they won handily 34-12. to That last regular season game was a 25-13 victory over the Bad X Hatchets. We are about, well, 12 minutes away from kicking things off in the 2023 edition of the Backyard Brawl. Up next, we'll do a direct comparison look between the Ugly Bearcats and the Harbor Beach Pirates. It's all in your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anger Valley Services. As the crow flies, just 16 miles separate Ubley and Harbor Beach High Schools. For those making the trek tonight from the shores of Lake Huron, it's west at M142, south at M19, and turn left on Union Street. That is, unless you want to take the scenic route through Ruth, and make a stop at Farmer's Tavern like Doug Cole did for the Doug Cole seal of approval. In regards to school size, Ubley is the small school of the 12 in the Gritham Conference with 182 students. Harbor Beach is the third smallest, with Marlette splitting the two schools with 213 Pirates. So if by going by student enrollment, it's Harbor Beach by 31 students. The Bearcats and Pirates have met on the gridiron 73 times since 1950, and every year since 1968, that's 56 straight seasons. Harbor Beach leads the overall series 50-23, to 23, but in the last 20 years, since 2004, it's a lot tighter with the Pirates having the slight edge 13-11 to 11 over the Bearcats. Ubley has won the last three straight, though. Comparing offenses this year, Ubley has the best offensive production of the 12 GTC teams, Harbor Beach at number three, Ubley putting up 42 points per game, Harbor Beach at 35.7, so offensively it's Ubley 6.3 points advantage. Defensively in 2023, Ubley finds himself still at the top of the rankings, 
The Bearcats are allowing just 8.3 per game, but the Pirates not too far behind at 13. So on defense, it's a similar differential. Probably on defense by 4.7 points. Las Vegas has set their line for the game. They're confident line unless it's wrong. Our colleagues at the Ohio State University and Mel Tucker, attorneys at law, sports wagering department, set are factoring in all possibilities. Stats, injury, weather, and location. The spread at today's game sits at Ubley, 13 and a half points. Today is the 258th day of the year. I thought that was supposed to be 16 and a half points. Regardless, somewhere in that range. Today is the 258th day of the year, meaning there's just 106 days until New Year's Eve. We'd like to say hello to all of our listeners tuned in today, whether you're on your way to the game, out running errands, or perhaps you're in the fields, figuring out whether your corn and soybeans are going to mature before that first frost, which, Dave, that leads me to this week's trivia questions about the fall harvest. Sounds good. Let's do it. All right, let's do this. We've already discussed this past August was one of the most wet Augusts in history, which has a direct effect on cash crops in Michigan. My first question, Dave, to you is, according to the USDA, as of this past Sunday, how much of Michigan's corn crop currently falls in the mature category? Uh, so how much is mature? Not much yet, um, and I think it's still behind, but I believe it's roughly about 10%. You are correct. Ring the bell. Just 10% of corn in Michigan is currently mature. The good news is it's an 7% increase from the week prior. Michigan is forecast for a corn yield of 170 bushels per acre. That's up two bushels from a year ago. There are 18 states that grow over 90% of the corn acreage in Michigan, or excuse me, in America. In 2020, Michigan produced 306 million bushels of corn. Of the 18 states, where does Michigan's 306 million bushels of corn rank? Uh, of the 18, so um, there's a lot of corn growing out west. So I'm going to say middle of the pack, somewhere around 10th. 11th. Jerry Hansen's very proud of you right now. <laughs> but now we listen in to the ugly marching band with our plain of our national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner. Tonight, this is high school football in the state of Michigan, in the thumb of Michigan. Dave Hanson, where are your three keys to tonight's game? All right, let's start with the Ubley Bearcats. Uh, play Ubley football, control the pace. I think they are going to try and dictate the game with that ground and pound offense, mix in a little Evan Peruski around the outside. And don't be surprised if Coach Sweeney has a, a throw or two early, but control the pace of this game. For Harbor Beach, for me on offense, they have to get their playmakers in space and that starts with Benson Harper Dustin Emmerich uh, some of these guys they, they have to get them all in I'd love to see them start in a spread offense with a couple running backs in the backfield and, and roll off of that and try to find a way to get the running game going by spreading out that up front that tough of the defense and 
for both teams, I think first down is going to be key on defense. For Harbor Beach, if you can slow down that trap and hold Ubley to one or two yards on first down, you put him in an uncomfortable position, and same for Ubley. If you can get out there and stuff that run or the screen pass or whatever Harvey throws at you, if you can create short gains on first down, bring up second and long, those defenses will be able to feast on the opposite team. Current conditions in Ubley, Michigan are 66 degrees with partly cloudy skies. They're calling for a 0% chance of rain this evening. Winds are out of the south-southeast at 2 miles per hour and guessing up to 5. Visibility at 10 miles. Barometric pressure dropping at 30.1 inches and the dew point is at 51. Currently in a new moon moon phase, so I think it's safe to say it's a beautiful day for football. Ubley won the toss, elected to receive your officials tonight from Caro in the white cap, John Amond. Umpire Adam Perales from Millington, headlinesman Mike Ray from Port Austin, line judge Jeff Hartle from Caro, near back judge Dave Lovely of Bay City. Ubley won the toss elected to receive, so that will put Ubley on offense. First, with Harbor Beach coming out in their white uniforms, road jerseys, black numbers, orange outline, black stripes down the sides, black pants, white helmet with a black face mask. Ubley in their home traditional black uniforms, orange number with an out white outline, all black helmet, black face mask. And deep back for the Bearcats would be the one and only number 10, Evan Bruski. The senior quarterback also plays safety and a key cog at this program for the last four straight years. Kicking off for the Harbor Beach Pirates, that would be the sophomore tight end and cornerback, Skylar Cruz, 6'3", 175-pound sophomore. Kicking off right to left across the radio, and we are underway in homecoming night here in Ubley, Michigan. Comes in at the 11-yard line. Evan Bruski runs up. He's across the 20, across the 25. Has a couple man to beat. He's nearly midfield. He's across midfield and finally brought down at the Harbor Beach 45-yard line. Brought down by Matt Geiger, the sophomore other tight end. A big return for Evan Bruski. Kickstarts this program. And it jumpstarts this this home crowd, too. We had a packed house in front of us here and a big return. Uh, we've said it time and time again. Why do you kick this guy the ball? I will never understand because all he does is make people miss in open space. An excellent field position as Ubley will start this evening in Harbor Beach territory at the 44-yard line. 11.53 left here in the first quarter. Obli under center for the first snap of the night from the Harbor Reach 44-yard line. Left to right across the radio, straight to forming. Handoff to number 30. That would be Seth Maurer. He gets out for a good chunk of yards across the 40 and finally brought down to the 38-yard line. Brought down by Skylar Cruz out of the secondary, the sophomore cornerback. First in four to go. Excuse me, second down, four to go. They're going to say first down marker at the 34. And a good start for the uh, Ubley offense here. The offensive line creates a nice big hole for Seth Maurer to run through. He doesn't miss it, and he pulls over a linebacker as he gets a good solid five, maybe six on first down. Working off the left hash, left right across your radio. Ubley in their home black uniforms. Evan Peruski under center, three men backfield in the straight tee behind him. Hand off to Candon Peruski up the gut. Breaks out of one tackle, breaks out of two tackles, and finally dropped down to the 20-yard line by Skyler Cruz. And plenty to move the chains. They start at the 38-yard line. They finally mark him down at the 21, a 17-yard pickup on the second and short. Right up the middle. That's the trap, the dive right up the middle. They go attack right through the middle of the defense. You see white jerseys laying all over the floor, and Candon Peruski hopping right over him and bulldozing his way. Two arms covering up the football, and it takes a safety to bring him down, but not until a huge gain, 17 yards for Peruski, and ugly offense cruising here on first on their first series. On the edge of the red zone at the Harbor Beach 21-yard line. Far right side of the radio, still inside that left hash. Evan Bruski taking his time, hasn't settled under center yet. I reach showing a little bit of blitz, now they retreat. 
10.38 left here in the first quarter. It's a handoff to Cannon Bruski. He goes right up the gut, and Howard Reach stuffed that one after about a yard, maybe two yards out there. Stopped in his tracks by Dustin Emmerich. Came out of the secondary from the safety position to stop him there after just a two-yard gain. Second down, eight to go from the Harbor Beach 19. Yeah, as much as we want to talk about Harbor Beach and their young, powerful, you know, offensive weapons, the speed, it really starts for me with Shea Woodkey and, and uh Caden Buchholz in that linebacking spot, filling two of those three very important gaps that Ubley is trying to expose. In theory, they're running right at the best tacklers that Harbor Beach has. So far on this first drive, the Ubley Bearcat offense has won that. Working off the left hash once again, Evan Bruski surveys the defense. 9.55 left in the first, 0-0. Ubley on their first drive, and it's a handoff right up the gut against two to Luke Vollmering, and he's brought down by Rogan Messing. Out of the secondary after about a modest three, maybe four-yard gain down to the 15-yard line. Gain of four, third down and four upcoming. And this is what that defense we were talking about before the game started. Those defenses, they, they got to do a good job on first down. They give themselves a chance on third down to get off the field. We know Ubley's offense is good enough. They can call whatever play they want and get three or four yards at any time. But third down and four, maybe five yards, is a chance for the Hard Beach offense to get off the field. Same formation, 9-15 and counting here in the first quarter. Facing a third and four, it's a handoff to Seth Maurer. And he's finally upended very close to that first down marker, but may be short. Depends on the spot brought down by Caden Buchholz. They're singling fourth down. Fourth down and less than a yard to go right at the 11-yard line. First down markers on the, frankly, the other side of the paint. Less than a football to go. Yeah, good job by Seth Maurer. He got there. Just didn't quite have that extra drive to get that ball across the first down marker, but protecting the football first and foremost, and they don't mind fourth down and inches to go. That is go time for the Ubley Bearcats. They're one of the few teams that could set up kick a field goal, but when it's this close with this offense, you know they're going for it. And now John Amon wants to bring out the chains to measure this one to be sure. 8.45 left here in the first quarter. 0-0. Ubley on their first drive of the night for both teams, and the chains come out onto the field here. This one, from first look, looked like he had it. But according to the spot, he is short by that much. And I'm talking <laughs> the size of about a maraschino cherry is about the difference between there, the first down marker, and the line of scrimmage. Yeah, it's, it is close, and it's close enough and worthy to measure, but this is still go zone here for the Elby Bearcats, and they they really could call a lot of different things here. They could easily gamble a little bit, knowing Harbor Beach believes it's going to be Candon Peruski up the middle and have Evan Peruski keep it to the outside. Could be wide open if they decide to go for that way. Fourth in an inch to go for the Elby Bearcats at the Harbor Beach 11. Handoff to Seth Mowry. He has the first down. He's dragging his defender inside the five. Very close down to the goal line. Down, brought down to the two-yard line. And finally stopped by Seth Nowiski, the defensive end. Move the chains. The fourth down conversion sets up a first in goal from the two-yard line. And they go in no huddle here. Already under, line, under center is Evan Peruski. Three men backfield. Handoff to number 11, Luke Vollmering. Is he in? They're singling yes, but no word yet from the officials. There it is. Touchdown, Ubley. Less than four minutes into the game, and the Bearcats have struck first tonight. It's now 6-0, Ubley over Harbor Beach. Just the standard ho-hum drive for the Ubley Bearcats. They get a good special teams play to start the drive, give them short field, and the running game just powers their way down the field, averaging six, seven yards a carry. Seven plays later, 44 yards. Luke Vollmering tops it off with a one-yard touchdown run, and Brett Mueller and the special teams will set up for that extra point. Brett Mueller trots onto the field. The holder is Luke Vollmering, long snapper Evan Peruski. 
Good snap, good hold. The kick is up, and Brett Mueller does what Brett Mueller does. It's through the uprights, and it's 7-0. Ugly leading the Harbor Beach Pirates with 8.23 remaining in the first quarter on the WLW Sports Network. Ugly strikes first in the Backyard Brawl of 2023. Capping off a seven-play, three-minute and 37-second drive. Capped off with a Luke Vollmering two-yard dive into the end zone. Capped off on top of that with a Brett Mueller picture point. It's 7-0. Ugly leading the high-reach Pirates as Brett Mueller's kickoff goes into the end zone by two or three yards into the wind, and high-reach will start out of their own 20-yard line. Yeah, that's for that special teams is just... A difference maker for this ugly Bearcats. They they get good field position. They can make extra points at the regular, and they force teams, road teams especially, to come here and start from 20 yards and go 80 yards on their tough defense. Starting in the T formation, they hand it off to Benson Harper. Goes up the middle, is out to about the 23-yard line before he's stopped by Ugly's Mitchell Foot defensive tackle, six foot three, 270 pounds senior defensive in there for the Ugly Bearcats. Gain of two on the play at the 22-yard line, second down and eight. Yeah, so for Hard Beach offense, you will see a lot of different formations and a lot of variations of them. You, you will see the T. You started off with the wing T right there. Uh, you will see variations of the spread shortly after that. Um, but starting out with the, the T, you'll see Benson Harper to the left and uh, Shea Woodkey on the right with Rogan Messing in the middle. T formation, right to left, cross your radio. Canadian Bukhouse options out to Benson Harper in the flats, and he's not, and he's stuffed immediately as Ugly was jumping off his tackles there. And that was Ryan Lehrman out of the secondary coming up to make the stop for no gain. Still at the 22-yard line, third down, eight to go. Yeah, Shea Woodkey whiff there. I, I like the, uh, the, the moving around, the, the options. Caden Buchholz could keep it. He pitches it to Harper when he sees the opportunity to go. But Shea Woodkey just missed that block. That's his job to take out the corner of the safety, and uh, he just missed. And Ryan Lehrman made a better play getting around that block and was able to tackle Harper after a very short game. Gain of a yard on that out to the 23-yard line. So Harper facing a third down and seven from their own 23. Right to left across the radio coming out in the spread formation. Two wide each way. Caden Bukals in the shotgun. Shea Woogie off his right hip. Less than seven to play in the first quarter. It's 7-0 Ubley. Back to pass. Staying in the pocket. Looking downfield. Scrambles to his left and throws it to the near sideline and this one is overthrown. <laughs> Nearly takes off the head of Paul Adams in doing so. And it was a pass intended for Dustin Emmerich. This was off the mark by about five yards. Incomplete. Fourth and seven from their own 23. Bring on the punt team. Yeah, that was more of a throw it away ball there. Uh, you're not going to force it into traffic. He threw it overhead where maybe Emmerich could make a play, but in theory it was thrown out of bounds. The pocket was starting to collapse. Uh, but interesting to note, Ubley is not going to play a high safety. They are going to play man-to-man -man defense, and the matchup going to be to watch all night is number 10 on number 10. Evan Bruski one-on-one with Benson Harper out here, and it's a deep route. Peruski stays in coverage. Now, as Bukholz rolls out of the pocket, I'd like to see Harper leave that route, come back to the football, and help his quarterback give him another option because Peruski had the deep ball taken away. But nonetheless, the Ubley Bearcats defense, as they do, stand tall, and the punting unit on the field for Harper. Benson Harper doing the punting duties right now as Ubley jumps on it. And this is going to be a free five yards. So Harper Reach has three yards of offense and a five yards on a penalty here to start this ball game. They're going to say false start on the Pirates instead. I take that back. So instead of a fourth and seven, it's a fourth and 12. I got to believe that's a, a head fake on the snapper on the right there. Because so, uh, the 
two or three guys right around the ball jumped for Ubley. So it has to be that the that snapper tried to buy him five instead it cost them five, and that'll just create better field position as, again, they're punting it away, and they're going to punt it away to Evan Peruski. A little bit of a high snap, but Benson Harper brings it in. Good punt away to the far sideline. Bounces at the 49 of Harbor Beach into Ubley territory and takes a friendly pirate bounce. And finally is down at the Ubley 43-yard line by Skyler Cruz. So first and 10 for the Ubley Bearcats for after they force a three-and-out punt for the Harbor Beach offense, leading 7-0 over the Pirates. And that was an excellent punt. Uh, he was a, first of all, it was a high snap that he has to one-hand and jump and go get it, pull it down, still angles that kick down the sideline where Peruski can't quite get to it, lets it bounce. It takes a good bounce, but uh, still good field position for the Ubley Bearcats. So far after one round of punches, the Ubley Bearcats strike first as they lead 7-0 with 6.39 to go in the first quarter, and the Harbor Beach offense stalls a quick three-and-out. And uh, now a chance for the home team here in front of their homecoming crowd here to go up two scores early on their division rival. From their fir- worst field position of the night, their own 43-yard line, left or, left or right across your radio. Evan Bruski calls his own number to the right side, going around the right end, and trips. The turf monster jumped out and grabbed him at the 44-and-a-half-yard line after just a gain of a yard and a half. Guess we could give the credit to whoever mows the lawn here at the field. 47, Dustin Emmerich was close by. Gain of two, second down and eight. Yeah, good job by Harbor Beach. We haven't seen that play yet. That hit that play hits a lot of people the first time the wrong way, where Evan Peruski goes for a big gain, and Dustin Emmerich was there to cut him off, forced Evan Peruski to try to cut back, and that's what created the slip. So good job by him to cut that off, and very little gain for the Bearcats on first down. T formation. Evan Peruski settles under center. Caleb Ratcliffe, your starting center for the ugly defense offense. There's the snap, handoff to Cannon Bruski, lowers his shoulder, and he's going to take three white jerseys to bring him down right at midfield. And they say forward progress is stopped at the 49-yard line of Harbor Beach. Stopped by Dustin Emmerich, the junior for the Harbor Beach defense. It's a gain of six on the play. Third down, two and a half to go from the Harbor Beach 49. It's just so hard to get back-to-back plays of stopping Ubley for a short, less than three-yard game. It's just we have not seen it in years, and Harbor Beach does it on first down but gives it all back on second down. Now it's third down and three. The whole the whole option is available now, the whole playbook for the Ubley Bearcats. Anybody could take it here. They're going to try to get this first down right now. Third and two and a half to go, working just inside the right hash. Handoff to Cannon Peruski. He's hit in the backfield, and he's going to be stopped short as right at the line of scrimmage at the 49-yard line as big man 72, Caden Lawhorn, jumped out of his tackle and brought him down. But still, Cannon Peruski was trying to turn those legs forward. No gain in the play. Fourth down and two for the Ubley Bearcats of the Harbor Reach 49, and Ubley calls a timeout. Yeah, and that was a quick timeout. Uh, like I said, what they run is this is like you waking up in the morning getting dressed. If you don't block that play the right way, you are going to hear about it, and that offensive line is hearing about it right now. <laughs> I would say so. Eric Sweeney is in his huddle, and he's trying to fire up his team single-handedly. 5-0-1 remains in the first quarter. Ubley 7, Harbor Beach nothing with the Bearcats facing a fourth and two from the Harbor Reach 49-yard line and they get to the 47 of the Pirates. I think the best part about this timeout is not one second of this conversation leading up to me speaking right now has anything to do about the fourth down call. Has True. Been, it has not been even decided yet. But he knows that if this play is run right, when they run this offense the right way, it really doesn't matter whose number they call. They're going to get two or three yards because that's the way this offense is built. He is reminding them that right now, do your job, and this next play will be easy for a first down. And so Eric Sweeney nonchalantly walks back to the sideline. 
7-0, they lead the Pirates already in the 74th edition of the Backyard Brawl. Harbor Beach and Ubley facing off. Orange and black versus black and orange, or vice versa, whatever you'd like to call it. Fourth and two, they line up in the T formation. Wing T to the right, actually, I take that back. Luke Vollmering, your wing back to the right. Evan Peruski under center, two-man backfield, Peruski and Maurer. There's the handoff to Cannon Peruski. Has a wide open lane in front of him. He's going to be no one in front of him. Down to the 10, the 5, touchdown, Ubley. From 49 yards out on a fourth and two, and Ubley strikes hard. And they're up for by two scores now with 4.53 left in the first quarter. It's already 13-0, Ubley leading the Harbor Beach Pirates. And you can almost you wish you could read Eric Sweeney's lips You're there, right. but as, <laughs> as soon as Candon Peruski got through the defensive line, he was already looking at, hollering at his team, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? Look at that. You block it the right way, we get the big plays. Not only did we get two yards, we got 60 more, and we're on the board for the second time and the ugly Bearcats strike big on fourth and two to go up 13 to nothing with a Brett Mueller PAT on the way. 4.53 left in the first quarter. It's 13 nothing and the extra point is up to make it 14 nothing by Brett Mueller's foot. It's 14 nothing Bearcats or the Pirates with 4.53 left in the first quarter right here on the W at W Sports Network. <laughs> left in the first quarter, and it's already Ubley 14. Harbor Beach nothing. Ubley striking on a 49-yard dash from Cannon Bruski on a fourth and two from the Harbor Beach 49-yard line, and he made a count wide open lane. The fullback trap finds himself into the end zone, and Brett Mueller's kick comes in right at the one-yard line into the hands of Benson Harper. He's across the 10 to the 15 to the 20, tries to break out of tackle and spins his way out of bounds at the 20. One yard line, and that's where actually how Reach will start at the 22 yard line. Forced out of bounds by Colin Ozentoski, starting cornerback. Also gets some ha- action at halfback and is just a junior. First and 10 for the Pirates of their own 22. First and 10, right to left across your radio. And good coverage by the Bearcat special teams there because equally dangerous. You're going to kick it to Evan Peruski, it's just as dangerous to kick it to Benson Harper and Harbor Beach. And they angled him to the sh- near sideline, which was uh, where they had plenty of defenders there, force him out of bounds, but still, same way. You're going to have to go 78, 79 yards in this defense. Harbor Beach going to start out in the spread with two backs in the backfield. And they keep it for Caden Buchholz out of the spread. He breaks out of one tackle, spins his way out of a second, and pushes his way forward all the way out to the 30-yard line on his own two feet. A gain of eight on the play, and stop made by Colton Oswald as well as Skylar Smith, cornerback and linebacker for the Ubley defense. Eight-yard gain, second down, two to go from the 30-yard line. So we've seen both of these teams play, and I think the strong point of both of these teams are, again, at the, for the Ubley Bearcats, it's up front, right, on both sides of the ball. For the Harbor Beach, it's not up front. It's their playmakers and making let these young kids make decisions. And uh, weaknesses, we know the same. Harbor Beach is going to struggle def- blocking this defensive line. But on the same token, it's the defensive backs of Ubley that have struggled. They don't see teams that pass the ball. I think for Harbor Beach to spread them out, I think is their absolute best chance to get them. One pump fake, and Benson Harper's down to the field. Wide open, he brings it into the 30-yard line, down to the 20, to the 15, breaks him back in the middle of the field. He's going to be down to the 5, and Evan Prusky breaks his ankles, and he's brought down at the 1-yard line. A heck of a move there for Benson Harper. He broke out of three tackles. Evan Bruski and him looked like they are playing basketball out there and broke his ankles and finally brought him down, tripped up at the one-yard line. 
from the 30-yard line all the way down to the one for a 69-yard reception from Caden Bukals into the hands of Benson Harper. Just got done talking about that. You get a good gain on first down, and then you talk about where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are. You have to recognize them. And what happens for Coach Schelke and company? We got second down and short. We're going for the double move. Just hold up and give a chance for your guy to make a move. Harper sells the curl, spins right around, and turns on the Jets. He is wide open down the sideline and a perfect throw from Caden Bukals, and the rest is on Benson Harper making guys miss down the field. Second timeout called by the Ellie Bearcats with 3.48 left here in the first quarter. It's 14-0, Ovley leading Harbor Beach. And Harbor Beach, before that play, had 11 yards total. Now 80 yards on five plays of offense coming through the air. Majority of that, Benson Harper breaking things open. Yeah, the first series, they they had three yards of offense and then a penalty that backed them up five. They lost two on the first series. So that play turns out to be a big one. And... I'm not saying you have to throw the ball downfield all the time, but for the Harbor Beach Pirates to succeed against this elite-level defense that the Bearcats have, you cannot just run a standard offense and run it up the middle and expect to beat them. You are going to have to move the ball around, and I think Harbor Beach, in my opinion, is at their best when they have two running backs in the backfield, three wide receivers out of the shotgun, and you let Caden Buchholz dictate what he sees. Trust his instincts, what he sees, run read option, the handoff goes one way or the other, he can keep it, and then you give him the option to throw the football. He is dynamic with the football, but he throws an even better ball, and that one was on the money, 40 yards downfield, and Benson Harper does the rest. Quarterback keeper for Caden Buchholz, and he's into the end zone, touchdown, Harbor Beach. 3.44 left in the first quarter, and the Pirates get their first score against the Bearcats in two years, going back two seasons there with a one-yard dive for Caden Buchholz. Yeah, the quarterback sneak. They don't run it quite as smooth as the Philadelphia Eagles did last night, but very effective nonetheless. Caden Buchholz, again, his size, he is built like a linebacker. I know he plays linebacker too, and he is a tough guy to bring down. Not the fastest guy, but will plow you over, and he does just that, and to get Harbor Beach on the board and back into this football game. Going for two, setting Benson Harbor wide right. Evan Bruski's on him on the far sideline. Two men in the backfield, Bukholz under center. It's a pitch to number 14, lowers his shoulder. That would be Rogan Messing, and he's stopped at the two-yard line, stopped in his tracks by Ryan Lehrman. The two-point conversion fails. It's an eight-point ball game. Ubley 14, Harbor Beach 6 with 3.44 left in the first quarter right here on the WLW Sports Network. Three plays, 78 yards. Caden Buchholz on the keeper for the score. And Harbor Beach kicks off to Evan Peruski, and he breaks out of two tackles and is finally brought down to the 34-yard line, brought down by Tanner Andrzejewski for the special teams of Harbor Beach. First and 10 for the Ubley Bearcats, left to right across your radio from the 35-yard line. Low line drive kick, kind of angled just outside the hash marks to the far side of the field. It does take a big bounce right into the arms of Evan Peruski, so I know you're trying to keep the ball away from him, but it doesn't quite work. It hops right into his arms, but much better special teams coverage there by the Pirates secondary special teams. And now we'll see if the LB Bearcats can make it three straight trips and find the end zone three times in a row. 
Same formation, T formation, three men backfield for Evan Bruski and the Bearcats. Hand off to Seth Maurer, lowers the shoulder and drags his defenders with him for a solid nine yards all the way out to the 44-yard line before finally stopped. Mark him down to the 43, actually. Tackle made by number 54 for the Pirates. That would be Seth and Whiskey defensive end. Second down, two to go for the Bearcats. Yeah, it, it's so tough to stop these guys, but Seth Maurer and Candon Peruski are options 1A and 1B. And you ha they attack the same gaps every single time. You have to cover them. And so far, they've been able to run with Seth Maurer and especially Candon Peruski right up the middle. Those middle linebackers got to stay home and clean up those gaps. T formation, another handoff to Maurer and Caden Boot, uh, number nine for the Pirate defense. Carson Kramer, outside linebacker, brings him down, but not until after the first down marker by a yard. Out of the 46-yard, the 45-and-a-half-yard line, move the chains, first and 10 for the Bearcats. Yeah, a good job there by Seth Maurer to get it, but he had he paid for it as Carson Kramer hit him just shortly after he gets that first down. A much better job of stopping the run, sticking that running back, not letting any yards after contact happen, but it was already too late. Another first down for the Albany Bearcats. Three-man backfield for Peruski once again. Working from their own 45-yard line, first and 10 in front of them, left to right across your radio. And we have a false start as the right tight end flinched on that one. That would be Ryan Lehrman. That's going to push them back five yards. And now instead of a first and 10, a first and 15 from their own 40-yard line. Well, that's a break for the road team. The Ubley Bearcats just do not make mistakes. They pride themselves on that giving free yardage away. They give five away there. So first down and 15 upcoming for the Bearcats. Arguably the best chance the Pirates are going to have to get this offense off the field and keep it a one-score game. First and 15 from their own 40. 60-yard field in front of them. Harvey's crowding the box. Evan Bruski hands it off to Cannon Peruski. Shoves his way forward for about four yards. A fumble they're saying on the play. No word yet from the officials whether he was down or not. And Harbor Beach claims they have it. Certainly didn't feel like he was down, but it depends on forward progress. Congress is still in session here. Caden Buchholz has the ball in his hand. It's at the 45-yard line of Ubley as it stands right now. Minute 43 left in the first quarter. It's Ubley 14, Harbor Beach 6. And they're going to say... Turnover, the first turnover of the game, first down for the Pirates. As the fumble, Caden Buchholz rips out of the hands of Cannon Bruski, and we're headed the other way. Minute 43 left in the first quarter, and Howard Beach back in offense, trailing by eight points, 14 to six at the ugly 45. Yeah, you see Cannon Bruski right up the middle. He gets three, he's battling for four and five yards, and he gets stood up and fighting for more, and you know how he churns and battles, and it was Caden uh, Buchholz going to rip that ball right out of his arms, take it the other way, and there has little discussion because the sideline judge is 10 or 15 yards from the play, guessing that he was down. There was another official right on top of the play, overruled him. Uh, probably the right decision. We're quite a ways away too, but uh, I think that was the right decision. Candon Peruski was still driving his way forward, and that is our first turnover of the game, and Harbor Beach gets their best field position starting in ugly territory. At the 45 of the Bearcats. Caden Buchholz out of the spread, keeps it for himself, breaks out of one tackle, maybe, and is tripped up on a second effort, brought down by Seth Maurer at the 42-yard line after a gain of three. Had a little bit of breathing room there before the ugly defense swarmed to him. Second out and seven. I, I love the read option, though, and it's run well, and I think Caden Buchholz is the quarterback to do that. He puts the ball in Rogan Messing's arm, and he sees that a free defender is going to take that play out quickly. He pulls the ball back and takes it around the right side. He gets tripped up. 
by number 30, Seth Maurer. But if he doesn't, he's going to get an easy first down. But nonetheless, a, a successful play on first down gets him that three yards, second down and seven. Two wide to the left, one to the right. Shea Woodkey, that's it. Rogan Messing and Shea Woodkey. Shea Woodkey gets the handoff, lowers the shoulder across the 40, down to about the 38-yard line before he's ripped down by Kenan Baruski. That is a freight train against a freight train there. Shea Woodkey against Kenan Baruski. Gain of four on the play, third down and well, actually third down and two upcoming for the Pirates. Yeah, just uh, 40 seconds to go still in this first quarter. We got three scores already. Harbor Beach in ugly territory, trailing by eight points. And the so far, two nice runs by Harbor Beach brings up a third down and a modest two yards to go. Harbor Beach looking to take advantage of a very rare turnover by the hands of the Bearcats would certainly offset that first three-and-out punt drive they started to start this game. And off to Shea Woodkey right up the gut, and he gets the first down by about a yard out to the 34-yard line before he's upended by Seth Maurer. Move the chains, and that will stop the clock momentarily with 11 seconds remaining for to the ugly 34-yard line, first and 10, and the clock rolls back up, and that will be how the end of the first quarter concludes. Ubly leading by one score, 14 to six over the Harbor Beach Pirates after 12 minutes of play right here on the W at W Sports Network. 14 to six, Ubly leads Harbor Beach. First and 10 for the Harbor Beach Pirates, now marching left to right across your radio at the Ubley 34-yard line. This drive set up by a fumble at the Ubley 45-yard line. They are now down to the 34, 12 minutes before the half is over. Ubley 14, Harbor Beach 6, the Pirates on offense, two wide each way, two men backfield out of the shotgun. Jay Woodkey goes around the left end, still on his feet, and is upended at the 28-yard line as Evan Bruski comes up to stop him. A gain of five for Shea Woodkey, Harbor Beach getting drives and runs in chunks now suddenly. Second down and five. I said Ubley is a very good team defense. They tackle well. They do a lot of good things. They, they stay disciplined. They don't get fooled by what offensive linemen are trying to do. They fill gaps well. So have to split that up somehow. And I think Harbor Beach has a remedy to do that. And it's in this formation right here with the receiver to the left, two to the right. You put two of your favorite backs in the backfield right now, Rogan Messing and Shea Woodkey, keeping Caden Buchholz company, and then spread out that defense and run, throw whatever you want to do. Quarterback keeper for Caden Buchholz, and he is leveled at the 26-yard line by Caden Peruski. He came, took the shot, took the chance, and saw it and took it, that's for sure. After about a gain of two, maybe three yards, at the 30, excuse me, the 26 and a half yard line. Third down, short to go, two and a half. That's a bit of a revenge hit. That was the same yes. guy that took the football from yes. just a couple minutes ago. You can bet he was eyeing that up. But for Caden Buchholz, that was the right read. He saw that the running lane was not there. He saw an opening to his left. He keeps the football. And I, he could have cut outside and probably got more yardage. Uh, but he cuts back inside, thinking there's a gap there. But... That would be where Candon Peruski uh, is headquartered, and he makes sure you don't get any farther than him. Third down three. Now Harbor Beach looks to the sideline, and Troy Schalke calls a timeout, the first of the half for the Pirates with 10.29 left in the second quarter, facing a very critical third and three into the Ubley territory at the 26-yard line. You're listening to the W at W Sports Center. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Ubley 14, Harbor Beach 6.
third down, three yards to go from the Ubley 27-yard line. Harbor Beach on offense, two wide each way. Now Benson Harper is in the slot receiving position, working on the right hash. The line of scrimmage and snap from the left hash. Shea Woodkey gets the handoff on third and three, and he gets it by about a yard, maybe two, down to about the 21-yard line, enough to move the chains, but a flag flies behind the play, and this very well could be a hold on the Pirates well away from the play. Sixty-five, Jack Smiglitsky, I believe, is going to be the guilty party here. He doesn't believe so, but who would, right? Yeah, right. Going to plead their case regardless. Is that a personal foul? Block in the back? Intentional foul in basketball, I know that much. <laughs> right, That's right. what the signal looked like. So is this going to be after the after the play? So they're marching off 15 yards all the way back to the ugly 37-yard line. Now this should be a new set of downs since it took place after after the play. However, it's showing a third down and 13. So I'm not sure on that ruling. I would agree with you guys. I would think that was after the play was over, uh, but they did not announce that. So I think just some extracurricular shoving there, and uh, 65, Smoglinski's going to get called for the penalty on that, and that takes a first down off the board and now brings up third and a very long 13. And a bad snap, and, and Kaden Buchholz has to scoop it up, and he's brought down in the backfield at the 42-yard line as the platoons were coming in, and... Luke Vollmering, the defensive end, brings him down for a sizable loss back to the 42-43 yard line. Fourth in a country mile for the Pirates. Yeah, they have a long ways to go, and typically uh, I would like to punt it here and try to pin him deep, but with your ability to throw the football downfield, potentially even draw a penalty, uh, depending on how Ubley lines up here, I think there is real opportunity to throw the football down the field. Worst case scenario, gets knocked down. Well, they're bringing the punt formation out. Benson Harper, punter, stands at his own 47-yard line. First down marker is at the 24 of Ubley. Fourth and 19, according to the board. Good snap, and he's going to be caught. And now he does a bit of a rugby punt right to the middle of the field, and it bounces at the 18 and takes a huge Harbor Beach bounce inside the 10 and finally comes to rest at the 8-yard line. So it looked like a fake for a second there, and then Benson Harper did a rugby kick down and a good good roll for the Pirates and pins Ubley back, but Harbor Beach comes up scoreless and empty-handed after receiving a turnover in their favor. Yeah, it was third down and 13. I think if they get any yards on that play, four or five yards, I think it's go time for them, but at fourth down and what was it, 18, I think, um, it's pretty predictable what you're probably going to do. Ubley probably drops out of man, so I think that's the right play. It's, it's kind of fun to watch potentially Benson Harper fake it. I yeah. think he, I believe he has the green light to keep that football if he sees an opening. Uh, but Ubley rotated nicely, and he was able to kick that ball off the side of his foot and pin Ubley way back inside their 10-yard line or 15-yard line. Good punt. From the 8-yard line, right to left across your radio, Evan Bruski under center. And a quarterback keeper around the right end. Caden Buchholz in transit. Can he get him? He runs out of bounds on his own feet at the 17-yard line after a 9-yard pickup. 
Skyler Cruz also close at hand there coming out of the secondary. Nine-yard gain, one yard to go, second down. And if you're Arbor Beach, you have to give them that play. You have to start with in the center of your defense. You have to take away Candon Bruski, who are who had 74 yards rushing in the first quarter. Uh, Seth Maurer has getting about six yards of carry on his trips over the right tackle. You, you have to, excuse me, the left tackle. You have to take away those plays first and react to when Bruski has the football. Bruski under center. Hand off to Seth Maurer. Gets across the 20, out to about the 22-yard line for a five-yard pickup. Brought down by Dustin Emmerich for the Harbor Beach defense. Enough to move the chains. First and 10 from the 22. And that's what I mean. It, it's all day for Candid Peruski, for Luke Vollmering, for Seth Maurer. They, they've been getting five yards too easily. For Harbor Beach, they have to trim those down, cut them in half. They have to be two-and-a-half-yard gains. And then when it's third down at five, and the Evan Peruski keeper becomes a little more predictable. You can cheat that way, but for now, you have to start with the, found, the fundamental offense that Ubley runs. It starts with Peruski, Candon Peruski, that is, and Seth Maurer. Peruski under center, first and 10 from their own 22, right to left cross the radio, leading 14 to 6 over Harbor Beach. Candon Peruski gets the handoff, and he's a scrum forward out to about the 26 yard line for a four yard gain. Dustin Emmerich brings him down. After that four-yard gain, second down, six yards to go for the Ubley Bearcats. Good job by Kanan Peruski. Hold on to that football. He just said he isn't very often. You take that football for him. He runs angry at all times, and he shows it there. Gets hit after right at the line of scrimmage and fights and drags his way out for a full four yards on first down. 7.45 left in the first half. Ubley 14, Harbor Beach 6. T formation, two yards inside the left hash. Peruski with three men behind him in the tee. There's the snap. Going to be a handoff right up the middle to Cannon Peruski, and it's going to take four jerseys of Harbor Beach to bring him down all the way down to the 34-yard line. And Caden Lawhorn's going to be credited for the tackle, but not until after moving the chains yet again for the Ubley Bearcats. First and 10 from the 34. And that's what I keep talking about is he, he straight handoffs right up the middle of the fullback. They moved, they split the defensive linemen, and the linebackers are unable to bring down Cannon Peruski until it is just too late. Hunter Eisler checks in and replaces Tyler Kane. That's going to be a handoff. Correction, quarterback keeper Evan Prusky around the right end. He has room to run. He has the first down. He's across midfield. He's into Harbor Beach territory at the 40. Cuts back in middle field. And no one in front of him has one man to beat. Down to the 20, to the 15, to the 10, the 5. Evan Prusky in for the score. Touchdown, Ubley. 66 yards all over the field. Doing his best Barry Sanders impression, and Evan Bruski puts on the third score of the night for the Elby Bearcats. 6.53 left in the second quarter. Yeah, just so many times the Elby Bearcats play chess when everybody else is playing checkers, right? They just they lure you in. Candon Bruski, big run, big run. Again, I love how they go right back to the guy that fumbled the football. Here it's yours. You get back-to-back carries, uh, get you 86 yards already in this first half, and then just when... You lure in that opposing defense. Evan Peruski keeps it around the outside, and he is as good as anyone in open space. Gets out to the right sideline, cuts back to the middle of the field, and strolls into the end zone for a huge touchdown run and extends up his lead 20-6. Brett Mueller's kick is up, and the extra point is good. It is 21-6. Ubley leading by 15 points, 6.53 left in the second quarter on the WLW Sports Network. Take 
Wadley leads by 15 points, 21-6 over the High Reach Pirates, 6.53 left in the second quarter. After a five-play, 92-yard drive, two minutes and five seconds off the clock, two first downs in tow, and Evan Bruce with a 66-yard run for the score, and Brett Mueller's kick goes out of bounds. As Kendall Anthes just said, pull the scholarship. That's unacceptable for Brett Mueller. So this high reach will start out at their own 35-yard line. Yeah, just barely, by the way. That ball is sailing into the end zone if it doesn't. So uh, just, I would say as a golfer, pulls it a little bit. I hit a bad drive about once every four years. Yeah, as long as you only I, play golf once, once every four, four years, years, you're pretty good. That's exactly. You beat me to my punchline there, Dave. <laughs> First and ten. I know how often you play golf. Yeah, thank you. Some of us work for a living, Dave. <laughs> 6.53 left in the first half. You should know marketing and advertising as good as anybody. Yes, I suppose. Trips to the right, one to the left. That's Benson Harbor Alls, Benson Olson working off the right hash. Caden Buchholz in the shotgun to Shea Woodkey to his right. Screen to Andrew, uh, n- number 11. That would be Andrew Caban. And he is brought down at the original line of scrimmage of 35, but a flag flies. And this is going to be block in the bank on the Pirates to make to add salt to that wound. So it's going to push him back after no gain on that reception to Andrew Caban. And that marks him off another, is that five or ten yards? Ten, ten, I ten yards. And uh, Shea, Shea Woodkey's uh, <laughs> the guilty party there as he was uh, the running back. And that, the, the play design is to throw it back to Andrew Caban. And then out of the backfield, Shea Woodkey would come up and then pick up the guy that is guarding him. And when he missed, he turned around and just did anything he could to slow him down, even if it meant hitting him in the back, but it's right in front of official and right in front of us. Easy call, and those are penalties that make it even tougher to move the football on this defense. Six and a half to play in the first half. Ubley 21, Harbor Beach 6 in the backyard brawl in Ubley on the banks of the Cass River. Two wide to the left, one to the right. Caden Buchholz had a running back on either side of him out of the shotgun. Shea Woodkey and Rogan Messick. Caden Buchholz keeps it for himself to the near sideline. Across the 25, but Flea is stopped in his tracks immediately by a swarm of black jerseys. They're going to credit him for a gain of a yard on the play. And Caden Bruski, when in doubt, he's got the tackle. That's a gain of a yard, second down, 19 to go for the Harbor Beach Pirates. A little bit of a broken play there. I think uh, Caden Buchholz thought that play was going to go to the left, and when his running back didn't take the football, he had to just make do with what he was given. He just follows his other running back around the right side, gets a yard, and and that Bearcat defense, they smell blood in the water. They swarm to the football as good as anybody, and led by that big linebacker, Cannon Peruski in the middle, making those tackles, and again, bringing up second down and long. You get one yard on first down and 20, brings up second and a long 19 on your own 26. And we have a timeout called by Troy Shelke in the Pirates with 531 remaining in the first half. It is Ubley 21, Harbor Beach 6 on the WLW Sports Network. It's 21-6, Ubley leading by 15 points over Harbor Beach. Other area scorers, Recast City leads Reese 16-0 in the second. And Marlette and Sandusky, last we heard in the first quarter, 6-6. Harbor Beach racing a second down and 19 from their own 26-yard line. Two wide to the left, one to the right, working off the right hash. Caden Buchholz in the shotgun. Looking to pass, immediately looking to his left. Now looking to his right, he's going to now take off for his own running. 
across the 38th and finally dropped to the 32-yard line. Cannon Bruski with a, another hard hit on the quarterback. Caden Bukals, the sophomore quarterback for the Pirates. It is a gain of six on the play, but still a third down and 13 for the Pirates. It was the right decision. He, he didn't like anything he saw. The, the quick out route was taken. Uh, they had good coverage deep on... Benson Harper down the left side, the right side. Dustin Emmerich had two guys on his side of the field. So all he could do was keep the play alive and scramble. And I think the evolution of these young sophomores who play a key role in this offense, I think as time goes on, they will understand that when the play breaks down, your route isn't over. The guys on the opposite side of the field need to follow your quarterback, come to the football, give him an option, keep it alive so he doesn't have to scramble into the teeth of that defense. Bukal staying in the pocket, looking to pass, and the pocket breaks down, and the up he's going to bring him down in the backfield for a big sack back at the 26-yard line. Leading the charge for the ugly defense, Aiden Kohler, defensive tackle, brings him down in his tracks. And any four momentum Hopper Beach had was lost on that one. It's now a fourth and a ways to go with 4.15 and counting here in the first half. That's why, again, you, you make a bad penalty on first down. It makes it nearly impossible to get back on the right side of the chains. And Hopper Beach was unable to do that. And on third and 13, uh, they're bringing pressure. The Bearcats aren't going to sit back there and let Caden Buchholz make a fantastic throw. They get into the backfield quickly, don't let the route develop, and they get a sack on the night, and it's going to bring up the punting unit. Benson Harper waits the punt, rolls to his right, and now lets it fly. Good hang time there. Bounces at the 44 of Obley and rolls out of bounds at about the 40. We'll see where they mark this one. No, apparently went right out at the 40-yard line. Okay, first and 10 for the Obley Bearcats. Sideways bounce on that one. 60-yard field in front of him with 3.43 before the half is over, leading 21-6. to six. Yeah, it's still it's still a good punt, though, because you kick it, you kick it away from Evan Peruski. At this point, you're, you're down 15 points. The last thing you could do is allow Evan Peruski to beat you on special teams. Give your defense a chance. 60 yards between you and the end zone. This defense needs a stop right now. With 3.43 to go before the half, the Ugly Bearcats have the perfect offense to, to drain four minutes off the clock, add a score, take all momentum, and a huge lead at halftime. It's a handoff to Luke Vollmering, bounces off one tackle, and then he's finally, forward progress is stopped after a two-yard gain by Dustin Emmerich. Stops forward progress at the 42-yard line. They mark him down to the 41-and-a-half. Second down, eight to go. Much better defense there by the Pirates up front, led by Dustin Emmerich making that tackle. They sniff out the Austin Vollmering run, uh, and nowhere, uh, excuse me, Luke Vollmering, sibling, I think. Yeah. Uh, Sniff out that Vollmering run and doesn't do not allow any yards after contact. They're able to get multiple defenders there, make that tackle after a very short game. 310 and counting. Hand off to Cannon Bruski up the middle. Stop short of the first down marker by about two yards, but in doing so he gets six. Tackle made by Caden Buchholz on the stop at the 48-yard line. Third down, two to go. Clock still rolling under three minutes. Yeah, just no answer for him. And uh, you see quarterback and, and linebacker Caden Buchholz in that area, but he's close, but he's not square in the gap that they're trying to attack. Every time Caden Bruski runs through there, if it's Caden Buchholz's side of center, he's always next to him. And when he grabs him, he gets dragged along for those extra three yards. they got to get squared up into that hole and meet him at the line of scrimmage instead of allowing him to get upfield. Ever Bruski calls his own number. He has the first down and lowers the shoulder across midfield and brought down at the ugly 47-yard line by Dustin Emmerich. Stops the clock with 225 and counting or 225 for the moment as they move the chains forward. First and 10 from the high reach 47. 
like the play call, just a designed quarterback bootleg. He, he fakes a pitch to the near side of the field, spins all the way around towards the Harbor Beach bench, and all three running backs in the backfield become his lead blockers, and he just follows right behind them, puts his head down, and plows through a linebacker to get that first down. And now as we roll with two minutes to go in the half, I believe we'll start first down here inside Harbor Beach territory. Two minutes, 21-6, to Ubley leading by 15 points, trying to tack on their fourth score of the night. Everett Bruski rolls to his left, looking to pass, looking downfield, nothing there, going to run for himself. Across the 40 and runs out of bounds at the 38-yard line of Harbor Beach for an eight-yard pickup. Stops the clock with a minute 47 left in the second quarter. And Evan Peruski with the wheels he has, a left-handed quarterback, rolls out to the full side of the field, lots of room to run. He's got a receiver down there. He could force it in there. He doesn't. Brett Mueller had a step on his defender, but when there was so much open space as he rolls out of the pocket, he never stops running, and he gets himself an easy eight yards and stops the clock and keeps them on ahead of the chains and was still in control this last few minutes and a half. Second down, two from the Harbor Beach 38-yard line. Working off the left hash, right to left cross your radio, the Ugly Bearcats on offense. Quarterback keeper to the right, looking downfield, wide open, is brought in by number 20, Ryan Lehrman. He's brought down inside the 10. Evan Pruski masked that play beautifully, and Ryan Lehrman was able to get downfield and brings him down from the 38 all the way down to the 8-yard line. A 30-yard reception. Yeah, and that's where we thought Harbor Beach would have an advantage. If there was a play made, they have some ball hawks in the secondary with Harper and and calls back there, but uh, Harper starting to cheat up with the run, gets beat on the backside and has to chase down Laramie, but not after a huge game. Probably goes no huddle, and they hand it off to Cannon Peruski, and he gets all the way down to the one-yard line for a six-yard pickup as Caden Lawhorn stops him in his tracks. Second down, goal to go from the one, Ubley, and now starting to slow things down and starting to huddle. I say that's an advantage for Ubley because now they get to grind off another 30, 35 seconds before they even bother snapping this ball. Uh, they, they may run the play clock right down to zero and call timeout. They, this is, that is actually the best thing that could happen in this half because you do not want Howard Beach to get out there in a throwing situation and give them a chance to hit a big one with any time left in this half. Second down, goal to go from the one-yard line. T formation, Evan Bruski under center. Luke Vomering, Cannon Bruski, Seth Maurer in your backfield. Bruski settles under center. Play clock under 10. And say handoff to Seth Maurer, and he's in untouched. Touchdown, Ubley for the fourth time tonight with 39 seconds left in the half. They march 60 yards down the field methodically, and with a big pass, sets up that run from one yard out for Seth Maurer. It's now 27-6, Ubley. So when you run the football as good as they do, that offensive line just does not miss, does not lose. When you run the ball that good, play action, those bootlegs, they're all there whenever they want it. And that time, Evan Peruski rolls to his right, throws across his body, and hits Ryan Lehrman on the money. And if it wasn't for Benson Harper's recovery speed to bring him down, that play would have gone into the end zone. But just a couple later, it's topped off with a Seth Maurer one-yard touchdown run. Brett Mueller trots on for his fourth extra point and four attempts tonight. There's the snap. Good hold from Vollmering in the punt. Or excuse me, looks like a punt. Is through the uprights, and it's 28-6. Obley leads by 22 points with 39 seconds left in the first half of the WLW Sports Network. Thirty-nine seconds left in the first half, and the Ubley Bearcats find the end zone for the fourth time. This time, a Seth Maurer one-yard run, 
on a seven-play drive covering 60 yards and three minutes and four seconds off the clock. As the kick goes, it wraps around the pylon for a touchback, just like he planned it. So Harvard Beach will start out at their own 20-yard line with an 80-yard field in front of them. I, th- I think he's just working on his accuracy. The first one missed a little short yeah. left. That one just a little long and around the pylon. So watch out for that next one. Was he going to hit take take the pylon out? He's been pretty close. Yeah. That's two in a row. To Trying to do what Jefferson couldn't do last night for the Minnesota. Oh. <laughs> that didn't hurt my feelings. I don't have him anywhere. So my my fantasy teams. Twenty eight to six. Thirty nine seconds left. Ubley leading by twenty two. In the T formation, Caden Buchholz hands it off right up the middle, and it's a scrum forward out to about the 25-yard line. Rogan Messing, the ball carrier for the Pirates, and tackle made by Seth Maurer for the Ubley defense. Less than 30 seconds to play here. Have reach more than likely just one more play of the half. Yeah, that's uh, if they can run the T like that and, yeah. get the, and get that fullback dive to get four or five yards like uh, Rogan Messing did there, they can run the T more often, but they just consistently cannot do that. That's where they when they mix up the spread offense and the T, they do a much better job moving the football. Last play of the half here, and it's a handoff to Rogan Messing. Same play, and they get out for about a yard out to the 26-yard line. We have played 24 minutes of play, and the Bearcats are leading by 22 points, 28-6 to six over the Harbor Beach Pirates. After two quarters of play, you're listening to the WLW Sports Network. When we return, we'll have your halftime festivities. It's homecoming night from Ubley. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anger Valley Services. Ubley 28, Harbor Beach 6. I'm being joined right now by Dr. Suda Domini, our new pediatrician at Sure Primary Care Pigeon. So, Dr. Domini, what inspired you to go into pediatrics? I always like to be a person who can help others, and I wanted to do something different so that the experience is easier for children, like what goes on when a doctor's visit, and it's not always a terrifying experience. It's like a big experience for new parents when they have like a new baby, you know, not knowing what to do, like what to expect. It's a whole new experience when something is in your hand and like everything depends on them. So I want to make sure the parents understand it. You can learn every day what is normal development, what to watch for. I want to make a greater experience and enjoy every moment of their child's life and if there's anything abnormal they can bring it to my attention so that the child can have a healthy life. Dr. Domedy has seen pediatric patients from newborn to 18 years old at Sure Primary Care in Pigeon on Mondays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Make your appointment today by calling 989-453-2141 or by going to sure.org to learn more. It's 28 to 6. Ubley leads by 22 points at the half over the Harbor Beach Pirates. And right now we listen in to the Ubley marching band on the field performing their halftime performance of Abba Mamma Mia.
Listening to the WLW Sports Network will return in just a moment with your homecoming court and crowning at the Ubley Homecoming. It's Ubley 28, Harbor Beach 6 on the WLW Sports Network. 
It's halftime, which means it's homecoming time for the Ugly Bearcats tonight, hosting the High Ridge Pirates. And now we listen in to the crowning of homecoming. Oh, really? Okay. Please welcome Miss Emily Page Rival. Emily is the daughter of Sean and Susan Rival. Currently, she is a member of the Ugly National Honor Society, National Technical Honor Society, the FFA, and Student Council. She participates in cross country and track. Her favorite party memory is playing with her great pink Jeep and three story Murphy Dream House that her parents could never get her to stop playing with. She recalls making the biggest messes with her Barbie clothes and being entertained for hours on end making different Barbie outfits. In the fall, she plans on attending Saginaw Valley State University to be a health and physical education teacher. Tonight, she's being escorted by her father, Sean Bridal. Please welcome Miss Madeline Renee Langenberg. Madeline is the daughter of Lee and Sharon Langenberg. She is a member of the National Honor Society and Student Council. In addition, Madeline participates in volleyball, basketball, and softball. When asked about her favorite Barbie memory, she stated, I'm not a Barbie girl. In the fall, she plans to attend Saginaw Valley State University to study pre-dental and then attend dental school at the University of Michigan. Tonight, she's being escorted by her father, Lee Langenberg. Please welcome Miss Courtney Sue Kowalowski. Kate is the daughter of Scott and Karen Kowalowski. She is a member of the National Honor Society, National Technical Honor Society, Student Council, and is the 2023 Huron County Bean Queen. In addition, Courtney participates in golf. Her favorite Barbie movie is Mermania. In the fall, she plans on attending Central Michigan University to obtain a bachelor's degree in psychology then attend the Physician Assistant Program. Tonight she's being escorted by her father, Scott Kowalowski. Please welcome Miss Leah Helen Shoemaker. Leah is the daughter of Christopher and Rebecca Shoemaker. She is a member of the Student Council, National Honor Society, BAM, FFA, and Youth Advisory Committee. In addition, Leah participates in basketball and softball. Her favorite Barbie is Businesswoman Barbie because she gets stuff done and is productive. In the fall, she plans on attending Saginaw Valley State University to study elementary education. Tonight, she's being escorted by her father, Christopher Shoemaker.
carrying the Queen's flowers is Anna Pluster. Anna is the daughter of Brandon and Katie Pluster. Carrying the Queen's crown is Brantley Lockery. Brantley is the son of Keegan and Terry Lockery. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm welcome to the 2022 Homecoming Queen, Miss Taylor Kuruski. Taylor is the daughter of Corey and Amy Peruski and is attending the University of Detroit Mercy where she is majoring in nursing. She's being escorted tonight by her father, Corey Peruski. And there they are, ladies and gentlemen, the 2023 Lovely Homecoming Court. Please give these young ladies a big round of applause. Ms. Peruski, please prepare to crown your successor. And congratulations to Addison Hagen, who is being crowned the homecoming queen right now for the lovely homecoming of 2023. I will say, this is the ultimate lovely experience. It's homecoming. It's the backyard brawl. You can hear the sounds of the lovely dragway in the background between each name. It's a crisp fall night. And the Bearcats are beating the Hyper Beach Pirates at halftime, 28 to 6. Dave Hansen, how much tell us how we got to this halftime score of 28 to 6 in favor of the Bearcats? Yeah, we'll start with the Ugly Bearcats. They scored first on a Luke Vollmering two-yard touchdown run. And per usual, the Brett Mueller extra point is good. Later in the first quarter, Candon Peruski would put the Bearcats up by two scores. On fourth down and two, he explodes on a 49-yard touchdown run. Mueller PAT is good. A little while later, the Hard Beach Pirates, still in the first quarter, would top it off with a Caden Bukalt's one-yard touchdown run. The two-point conversion would fail, and at the end of the first quarter, the Bearcats would lead 14-6. to One, another score in the second quarter. Cannon Peruski would score again on a 66-yard touchdown run. Excuse me, Evan Peruski on a 66-yard touchdown run. The extra point is good, and with three minutes, or just before the half is over, Seth Maurer tops off another Ubley Bearcat touchdown, this time from one yard away, and the Ubley Bearcats would lead the Harbor Beach Pirates 28-6 at halftime and at homecoming. Ubley has rushed for 232 yards on the night on 25 carries, averaging 9.3 per carry, including a 66-yard carry there from Evan Peruski. One com attempt through the air, one completion for 30 yards, and it got Ryan Lehrman very close to that end zone there to set up yet another score. So altogether, 26 plays for 262 yards in four touchdowns for the Ubley Bearcats. One turnover, though, which set up 
uh, Harbor Beach on offense, but they couldn't capitalize. The Pirates, 18 plays of offense for 106 yards. That's eight less, eight less plays and 156 yards less than the Ubley Bearcats tonight. 16 carries for 37 yards in the score, and then through the air, one for two for 69 yards. Benson Harper brought in that reception for 69 yards on one target tonight. Shea Woodkey leads the rushing attack with four carries for 18 yards for the Pirates. Caden Buchholz, eight carries, 10 yards, and the score. Rogan Messing, two carries for six yards, and Benson Harper, two carries for three yards. Oh, there's your difference right there, right? So uh, 16 carries for Harbor Beach, 37 yards to show for it. They're barely getting two yards a carry. Makes them predictable, right? If you can't run on us, we know you're going to throw. Uh, just two attempts by Caden Buchholz. Saw some of his eight carries have come on passing downs where he's had to scramble from the pocket and run. Uh, I thought he's played a, a nice first half for the Harbor Beach Pirates, but only three touches for Benson Harper is inexcusable. He's the guy that blows the top off defense. You've got to find ways to get him the football, especially in open space. But he's got two carries. He's been thrown at one time. He's produced 69 if you're 100 yards in the first half. Got to get him going on the other side of the ball. Doesn't matter who touches the football. Nine yards a carry. Caden Bruski's got a 49 yard touchdown run. Evan Peruski has a 66 yard touchdown run. All their backs are averaging five yards a carry or more. Seth Maurer again just 35 yards but on seven carries he's averaging five yards every time he touches it and that's what sets up this ugly offense. Five yards on first down, four yards on second down and then you get just keep going until you get the big one and just when you least expect it Evan Peruski decides to throw the football and hits his open receiver for 30 yards just like that. So ugly Bearcats using that offensive line winning in the line of scrimmage, getting those big chunk runs, setting up play action, setting up bootlegs, and setting up a couple explosive plays for the Ubley Bearcats to really kind of ruin any momentum that Harbage had of coming back in this game. I know this is the most obvious claim of the night, but typically whoever has the most rushing yards in this game will win the game. I know that's quite obvious. However, it's quite glaringly in favor of the Ubley Bearcats right now. 25 carries, 232 yards. 16 carries, 37 yards for the Pirates. Well, to put it plain and simple, the Ubley Bearcats are one carry away from having 200 yards rushing more than their opponents through one half. That that, that just can't happen. We, we've seen some teams, uh, typically Harbor Beach in the past, when they had the spread offense, where they mixed up the run and throw so well that they didn't need the rushing attack. But that explosive passing game is not here. You don't have all of those weapons, at least not yet. You have to be able to run the football to open up the passing game. And right now, the rushing game for Harbor Beach is not a threat. And what that tells us, because a lot of these kids play both ways, is that in the trenches, the Ubley Bearcats are winning on both sides of the football. They are dictating how this game goes. And outside of one pass play, they have completely annihilated what Harbor Beach has wanted to do tonight. You take that 69-yard pass play out of the equation, Harbor Beach Pirates have 37 yards to show for it. When we return, we'll have your second half action right here in 30 seconds on the WLW Sports Network. Ubley 28, Harbor Beach 6, third quarter, just moments away. Listening to the WLW Sports Network. After two quarters of play, the Bearcats lead 22 points, 28 to 6 over the Pirates. And Ubley won the toss elected to receive to begin this game, so that means Ubley will kick off and Harreach will start out at their own 20 yard line as Brett Mueller boots this one through the back of the end zone. Yeah, a little bit of downwind there. He absolutely booms it right out the back of the end zone. One hops out the back, 
And uh, just like most teams do when they play the LB Bearcats, you will start this drive at your own 20, and good luck going 80 yards against our defense. First and 10 for the Pirates, trailing by three scores. 28-6 to six as it stands right now. First and 10, left right across your radio. One lone score of the night. That was a Kaden Buchholz one-yard dive into the end zone. Starting out with the T formation. Splitting the hash marks, three men backfield. Kaden Buchholz, sophomore quarterback. Making his fifth start of his career tonight. Actually, sixth start. Benson Harper on the sweep to the right side. Has a little room to run. Gets out to about the 29-yard line before he's upended after a nine-yard gain. Stop made by Evan Peruski for the ugly defense. Second down, one yard to go. Yeah, we're just harping on that, right? You've got to get your get your guys in space. Get him, get him going any way possible. I don't care if it's a jet sweep, screen pass, a pitch, a block better, whatever it is. They've got to get these guys going. If you're going to get back into this rivalry game, it starts with Benson Harper. I'll highlight it again. Three touches in the first half. Inexcusable. Your team is down three scores. You have to find ways to move the football, and I like how they start. They start with a tee, get a nice run on first down, bring up second down and two. Anything possible here could even be a deep pass. Excuse me, it's his sixth start of his career for Caden Buchholz. Rogan Messing gets the handoff. He gets the first down. He's upended across the 30 outs, about the 31, maybe the 32-yard line. Tackle made by Ryan Lehrman for the safety out of the Ubley Bearcat defense. Move the chains. And first in 10 across your radio. Ten fifty-eight left here in the third quarter. 28-6. I'll be leading. Howard Beach gets a first down in their bag. Howard Beach gets the first down run out of the shotgun by Rogan Messing, but nothing more. You needed two. That's all they get. Again, that running game just can't stay consistent and get those four and five yards when they need it. It's a handoff to Shea Woodkey, and he's hit immediately at the line of scrimmage. He falls forward after being hit by Mitchell Foote, defensive tackle, that 270-pound, six-foot-three senior for a gain of a yard. Second down, nine to go from the 33 of Harbor Beach. That's a pretty good combo. Mitchell Foote in the middle and Candon Peruski right behind them. There's just a lot of lot of dude there to push around, and they don't move very easily. And Harbor Beach running right at them, not going anywhere. And if Mitchell Foote don't get you down, it's Candon Peruski cleaning you up. Very short gain again on first down for Harbor Beach. Just one yard to show for it on that run. Ten minutes remaining in the third quarter. Ubley 28, Harbor Beach 6, the Pirates on offense. Second down and 9 from their own 33. Left to right across the radio. Pitch to Benson Harbor on the right side. This play worked earlier. He lowers the shoulder, gets out across the 35 and down at the 37s. But stopped him inbounds. Stopped by Colton Oswald as well as Ryan Lehrman on the stop. It's a gain of 4, maybe 3 on the play. Third down, 6 to go. Yeah, but that play now Ubley has seen 2 or 3 times. They swarmed to the football very well. Slide Benson Harper out of bounds. Only allow that three, maybe four yards, depending on the spot. And it's a third down and a long six for Harbor Beach. 9-25 and counting in the third. Trailing by three scores, 28-6 to the Ubley Bearcats. Now coming out in the spread, two wide to the left, one to the right, working off the right hash. And it's a handoff up the middle to Shea Woodkey. Tries to lower the shoulder, gets down to the 40-yard line. He's shy of the first down marker by two yards. A flag flies at the very end from the umpire. Tackle made by Ubley's Mitchell Foote. Typically, when that flag comes in like that, it's a face mask. It, it's typically on the defense from the... And that's the umpire behind the defense throwing that flag into the pile. And... Nope. Take that back. It's a hold. So we're over 2 on flags tonight, Dave. 
Well, like I said, I'll take my chances. Nine times out of ten, that one's on the defense. Uh, I'll chalk that one up as a, as a loss there. But that is a killer for Iowa Beach because that run would have got them three, maybe four yards, brought up fourth down and manageable. In this game scenario, probably going to go for it. Instead, back way up, and it's going to be a third down and long ways to go for, for the Pirates. Third down and 11. Instead of a fourth and less than two, third and 11 from their own 31-yard line. 90 minutes remain in the third quarter. I reach in the huddle. Ubley with a four-man front. Actually, now three-man front as Harvey comes out in the spread. There's the shotgun snap. Pass over to the left side to Andrew Cabana, and he is absolutely smoked in the backfield back at the 27-yard line as Ubley sniffed out that screenplay immediately, leading the charge, Luke Vollmer. Defensive end jumped out of his tackle and brought him down for a big loss of about five in the play. Fourth down, 15 to go for the Pirates, and the punt team comes out. Yeah, again, just try to get rid of the ball quickly, throw a screen pass to your receiver there. They see the double team on Harper, so they flip it the other way to Andrew Caban, but by the time he gets the football, no chance to win that one-on-one, to shake a guy, maybe break a tackle. He is hit as soon as he catches the football. There's nothing happening on that play, and we're now fourth down and 15. I expect Benson Harper and the punt unit to come on in a little rugby-style punt here coming up. We're going to have left hash. No one back for the LB Bearcats, and Benson Harper gets his foot on this one. Bounces at the 35 and takes a huge bounce. Rolls inside the 25 and finally comes to stop just just side of the 20-yard line. So a nice punt there from Benson Harper. Trying to make something happen for the Pirates, but the Bearcats continue their domination here with 7.47 left in the third quarter. They're back on offense. Outreach comes up empty-handed on their first drive of the second half. They just take advantage of, of situations, right? And, and Harvard Beach, four penalties on the night on four different drives that have caused them to punt or turn the ball over uh, in drives where maybe they had a little momentum, self-inflicted wounds, then feed into good defenses. And the LB Bearcats have taken advantage of every single one of them, which is why they are up 22 points, and they get their, get their hands on the football here in the third quarter. First and 10 from the 20-yard line, right on the 20. Right to left, cross your radio. Wing T to the left, two men backfield. Wing back to the left for Evan Bruski and the Bearcats. There's the snap. Handoff to Cannon Bruski finds a gap on the left side of the line. Gets out to about the 23, maybe the 24-yard line before he's stopped by Shea Woodkey, middle linebacker senior for the Harbor Beach defense. Gain of four in the play. Second down, six upcoming for the Bearcats. Seven and a half to play in the third. Able to read that that fullback dive there for Cannon Bruski up the middle. Able to finally get a couple bodies on him, but he's still so long, so big, so lanky. He's able to drag for it out for three, maybe even four yards on that first down carry. Second down, six to go for the Bearcats at their own 24-yard line. Same formation. Wing T to the left. That would be the wing back to the left would be Seth Maurer. Kaden Bruski, Luke Vollmering in the backfield, Evan Bruski under center. Reach, crowding the line, and it's going to be a roll out to the left for the quarterback keeper, Evan Bruski. Finds a seam, he's across the 30, cuts up at the 35, and is tackled forward out to the 37, maybe even the 38 by Benson Harper, as well as Shea Woodkey with the credit for the tackle. Move the chains for Evan Bruski and the Bearcats. Bearcats, just everything they do, there's always multiple guys blocking. No matter what the running play is, there are always two guys to clear up the edge. Skyler Cruz over here on the outside had, had a beat on that quarterback keeper, but when two running backs kick out, he's double teamed, and Evan Prusky just cuts right underneath it, which is where the other linebackers have to come from. But by the time 
Shea Woodkey rolls over. It's too late. Wait, Evan Perusi's already got eight yards and more. By the time you bring him down, it's another really nice gain and a first down for the Bearcats. Seth Maurer on the carry. He has room to run. He's across the 45 and tackled forward out to the 47-yard line. Brought down by Benson Harper for the high reach defense. Just shy of the first down marker, a gain of nine and a half on first down, second and less than a yard to go. Just just too easy there. Seth Maurer is able to scoot through the line of scrimmage. No one goes untouched virtually until he gets that nine yards. And as soon as you hear a tackle out of the secondary, you know it's a nice run for the Albany Bearcats. Second and less than a yard to go from their own 47-yard line in absolutely no hurry here. Five and minutes, 45 seconds left in the third quarter. They lead Howard Reach 28-6. to six. Now Caleb Ratcliffe at center, settles in over the ball. Evan Bruski behind him in the tee. Handoff to Seth Maurer, has the first down across midfield in Harvard Beach territory, finally up into the 47, tackle made by 47, Dustin Emmerich. New set of downs for the Bearcats, first and 10 inside Harvard Beach territory. There's times where it looks like the play is going absolutely nowhere, but they that is all set up by the Ubley Bearcats. The whole play, everybody knows what they're supposed to do. And when you get like the defensive end over pursuing around the outside, that outside tackle just lets him do it. Puts, actually continues to push him out there, push him out of the play. Sometimes those defensive linemen take him right out of the play, Ubley taking big advantage of it. And that was there with another example is uh, Seth Maurer is able to get right through the line of scrimmage, get three or four yards and an easy first down run for the Bearcats. Back to the straight teams, a handoff to Luke Vomery who's hit at the line of scrimmage and doesn't get very far beyond that by Shea Woodkey at the 46-yard line for just a gain of a yard. Second down, nine to go for the Bearcats. Nice job there by Woodkey. He's able to get into the backfield. It's his job to stop Vollmering going from left to right. He fills that gap, chops him down as he tries to make a cut, and all Vollmering can do is fall forward for a full one yard on the play. Second down, nine to go from the 46. I believe with 296 yards of offense on 31 plays. 30 of those carries for 266 yards. Evan Bruski leading the way with six carries, 104 yards, and a touchdown on the night. Straight T for Evan Bruski and the Bearcats. Leading 28-6, four minutes and change here in the third quarter. There's the snap. Quarterback keeper around the right side, trying to find a corner, and he gets out of two tackles already, and Dustin Emmerich pushes him out of bounds at about the 38-yard line. Short of the first down, but plenty of yards gained for the senior quarterback who just, quite frankly, makes it look just like another day in the park. Absolutely, but he needed the speed to get to the sideline that time. Howard Beach pursued well, but he's able to outrun it. Ubley is another one of those teams, they do so many things well that just go unnoticed. Their guards pull as good as anybody. They get out in front, create that edge for him to seal that even when Harbor Beach kind of had that that play scouted out, they had somebody chasing him down. It's the true speed, that explosive first step that Evan Peruski has. He's able to get him to the sideline, tightrope that sideline, and get four or five yards on a play that was going absolutely nowhere. Straight T once again for the Bearcats. Evan Peruski under center at the Harbor Beach 40-yard line. Cannon Peruski with the carry, and he stopped after about two, maybe three yards, very close to that first down marker. Tackle made by Harbor Beach's Keegan Nowiski. The defensive tackle, six foot, 200-pound junior. First time we've called his name tonight. And they're going to say, move the chains. First and 10 for the Bearcats. 
That was very close, but close enough, they say, move the chains. Third down and three. Candon Peruski does his job as that fullback. Power ahead, straight ahead, get to that first down marker and move those chains for another first down. Well, the Bearcats are just playing right in their wheelhouse right now. Get a lead and milk the clock as they are draining it down. Three and a half minutes to go in the third quarter. Still 28-6. to six. Bearcats lead. First and 10 from the 37-yard line of Harbor Beach. Three and a half to play in the third quarter, leading by 22 points. Seth Maurer cuts it outside, and he hits a couple white jerseys before he's stopped at the 34-yard line. Tackle, tackle made by Skyler Cruz out of the secondary sophomore cornerback for the Pirates. Gain of four on the play down to the 34-yard line. Second down, six to go. Nice move there by Seth Maurer. Again, he goes from right to left across formations. His decide to whether he's going to shoot between the guard and the tackle or kick it to the outside. And that time, a little hesitation step and around the tackle, and he's able to get himself four, maybe five yards before eventually Skyler Cruz and about three other Harbor Beach Pirates there to bring him down. Second and a long six. Working two yards inside the left hash, right to left across your radio, the Ubley Bearcats on the banks of the Cass River here in Ubley, Michigan. Hand off to Luke Vollmering. Breaks out of one tackle. No one in front of him, and he's absolutely gone. Down to the 15, the 5. A touchdown, Ubley. With 2.28 left in the third quarter, Luke Vollmering scrambles in from 34 yards out, untouched in for the score. It's now Ubley, 34, Harbor Beach 6, with still over 14 minutes to play. Yeah, Vollmering goes left to right. Once he gets between the guard and the tackle, he plants that right foot, cuts back to the left side, the near side of the field, and there is nobody there as he cruises into the end zone untouched for yet another Ubley Bearcat touchdown. 80-yard drive. Took just over five minutes off the clock. In for another six points. 34-6, Ubley leading the Harbor Beach Pirates on the backyard brawl. 74th edition of all time. And the kick from Brett Mueller is up, and it is good. It's 35-6, a 29-point lead for the Ubley Bearcats on the W at a W Sports Network. Two twenty-eight left in the third quarter. Ubley tanks on their fifth score of the night. 35-6, leading by 29 points over the Harbor Beach Pirates. After a nine-play, five-minute, 19-second drive, covering 80 yards and capped off with a Luke Vollmering 34-yard run. Brett Mueller puts in his fifth PAT in five tries to make it 35-6. PAT goes, or actually, excuse me, kickoff goes through the back of the end zone. So Harbor Beach starts with their own 20. Just, just another touchback. Just another it's touchback. Always, yes. So yet again, here the, here the Pirates are coming back onto the field, starting at their own 20-yard line. Trailing by 29 points, 2 minutes and 28 seconds left in the third quarter. Week number four of the regular season. Both teams enter tonight 3-0 for the second year in a row. First and 10, left right across the radio are the Pirates. Two wide to the left, one to the right. Two men backfield, Caden Buchholz in the shotgun, running back on either side of him. And he stays in the pocket, throws downfield. And there is a, a sizable pass interference in midfield. As first we saw a jersey tuck from Evan Bruski, then the complete tackle. Knocks Benson Harbor over. And Harbor Beach will get a first down 
one way or another tonight, I suppose, with this time a 15-yard penalty pass interference. Yeah, that, that was uh, about as you're going to see. If you're going to foul, foul big. Yeah, earn, so, it. earn it. He did yes. exactly that. Yeah, that was uh, as easy as calls you're going to get is he's holding his jersey for about 10 yards and uh, it basically tackled him just because he knew, accepted what was happening at that time. But it, it, it worked earlier in the game. I'm surprised it took this long to try it again, but the double move worked again. Is, is you, you have to buy into what he does. And when, when Benson Harper plants that foot or looks like he's going to cut to the middle, you have to at least give it a chance. But when he takes back off down the field, he is so quick. And Evan Peruski knew it, and he, he made sure that he didn't give up the huge play. The penalty is going to go for 15 yards, but it would have been a lot worse if he did not hold on that play. So 15-yard penalty. Move the chains to the 35-yard line. First down marker of the 45 for the Pirates. Back to the T formation. 2.23 left here in the third quarter. Caden Bukholz pitches to Benson Harper, looking to pass downfield, throws it downfield. Wide open is Dustin Emmerich, and he brings it in the 37-yard line. Still on his feet, and he's tackled forward all the way down to the 30-yard line, and in a big play there from Benson Harper for 21 yards. Actually, more than that, 25 yards from the 35 down to the 30 on the other side of the 50. 2.13 left in the third quarter. 35 to 6, Ubley still leading, but Harper Beach showing some life here. Oh, man, it was so much fun this coaching staff is going to have with this team here for the next couple years. Uh, they go just get a big play out of the spread. They go back to the tee, and we're all looking around going, what in the world are you doing? You just, you're down big. Get out there and move the ball down the field. And what do they do? They run the exact same play. They pitch it to Benson Harper to the right, and he takes off like he is going to run and stops and delivers a beautiful pass down the field, a huge throw and catch to the uh, to Dustin Emmerich down the field, who obviously was wide open. Nobody expected Benson Harper to throw the football. Very creative play, and it worked out well for the Pirates. Back to the pass out of the spread formation. Rolling to his left, throwing downfield to Benson Harper. It's brought in at the 15-yard line, and knocked down to the 13-yard line by Evan Peruski for the Bearcats. Move the chains for the Pirates. Stops the clock with a minute 32 left here in the third quarter. First and 10 from the 13. Benson Harper on that left side, one-on-one -on -one with Evan Peruski, and he just angles to the to the inside of the field and then plants his foot and then comes back to the quarterback, angling to the sideline and throwing across his body is Caden Buchholz. And when he lets go of that football, even throwing across his body, not setting his foot, he delivers a missile right on target, and it's – only one guy is going to get it, and that's Benson Harper going up to get it. And keep an eye on things. You got the whole side of the field here, and it's one on one. There's nobody over here again. Don't be surprised if they try it again. And it's a handoff to Shea Woodkey right up the gut. He gets down to about the 10 yard line before he's upended by the defensive ugly led by Aiden Kohler, defensive tackle for a three-yard game. Second down and seven upcoming for the Harbor Beach Pirates. And back to that pass play. Like I said, it's it's one of those things. He's not necessarily open, but a quarterback can throw him open. And when he knows when he plants that foot and goes to the sideline, he delivers that football up in the air right after the, the move is made. The defender doesn't quite have time to react. And the elevation of Benson Harper to go up and locate that football, haul it in for another big gain, leads to a short run by Harbor Beach, setting up what I got to believe is another pass play here soon. Out of the spread, working off the left hash from the ugly 10-yard line. Second down in seven. 15 seconds left here in the third quarter. It's going to be quarterback keeper for Caden Bukholz up the middle. Breaks out of one tackle, and he's going to be upended beyond the first down marker and move the chain. Stops the clock momentarily with eight seconds left. 
Tackle made by Cannon Peruski for the ugly defense. Now that is that's exactly how you work that. Instead, you set up and scan the field. You see a double team on Benson Harper, which means there is one last linebacker in the middle of the field, and Bucholtz reads it well, keeps that for himself, and attacks where that linebacker's gone and gets right down to the one-yard line. We've reached the end of the third quarter already, and it's a ugly 29-point lead, 35-6 to for the Harbor Beach Pirates, showing a little bit of life here in the waiting moments. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. We've played 36 minutes, which means 12 minutes remain. We're out of the fourth quarter, and Albie leads by 29 points with five scores of the night with 35 to 6 over the Pirates. Harbor Beach will start out with the ball to start this fourth quarter at the one-yard line of Ubley. As they've gone to the air attack and started to get things moving here to start this fourth quarter. Yes, this quarter uh, is going to start again right on that one-yard line. will look like... Bucals will go under center and looks like two running backs in the backfield, Woodkey and Rogan messing with Benson Harper one-on-one -on -one out there on an island by himself. And it's a fumble on the snap. We have a flag flying as well, right at the snap as well. If this is a false start on the Pirates, this is gonna, could be very detrimental for them instead of just punching this one in. And it is indeed a false start on the Pirates. So instead of a first and goal from the one, it's a first and goal from the six-yard line. Changes things up dramatically. Yeah, just time, timing off there. The snap was low, was botched a little bit. You got the left side of the line moving before the snap. So just, just a messy start to this fourth quarter. What looked like you were going to get your second touchdown of the game now becomes a little bit tougher now. First and goal from the six. I reach with five penalties on the night for 45 yards through three quarters of play. Benson Harper wide right, two men in the backfield. Caden Buchholz under center for the Pirates. Looking to pass into the fade in the corner for Benson Harper, and he can bring this one in. Yes, he does. Touchdown, Harbor Beach. Beautiful pass from Caden Buchholz into the hands of Benson Harper for the second score of the night for the Pirates. Comes with 11.53 left in the fourth quarter. 35-12, ugly leading. Fun to watch and very impressive and almost unguardable. Caden Buchholz has made that throw so many times in his young career, and you're going to see it a lot more at the varsity level because Benson Harper just has the ability to locate a football at its highest point. And if you're a cornerback on an island, it is so tough to guard him. Evan Peruski is with him at all times, hand-checking him the entire way, but doesn't quite locate the football. Benson Harper elevates, goes and get it over top of him, and gets himself a touchdown. On the two-point conversion, Shea Woodkey giving it all of his might, and he's in on a third effort into the end zone for the two-point conversion. It's 35-14. Obli leads by 21 points with 11.53 left in the regulation of the WLW Sports Network. Harvey scores for the second time tonight, covering 80 yards in five plays, two minutes and 35 seconds off the clock. Benson Harper brings in a six-yard catch from Caden Buchholz. Shea Woodkey on the two-point conversion run makes this a 35-14 to point ball game. 
21-point lead for the Ubley Bearcats. Yeah, impressive drive, but it, it started with them trusting Caden Bukals to throw the football, make some decisions down the field. Uh, they drew a nice penalty, an obvious penalty, made a couple completions along the way, and, and, and a very nice drive and a much-needed one. There's still a problem. There's just under 12 minutes left to go in this game. You're still down multiple scores, and you still haven't found a way to stop the Ubley running game yet. Uh, if they have any chance of making that comeback, it has to be right now. I was going to say, they have not found a stop here realistically all night. Ken Bruski is still getting yards in chunks. Goes for the onside kick. A bit of a pooch punt. Pooch kick out to about the 34-yard line before Luke Vollmering, one of the best set of hands on the team, brings it in at the 33-yard line. He was running backwards to bring that catch over his shoulder and, and slid to catch it. So he's immediately down at the 33, first and 10 for the Bearcats. Yeah, a little bit of a pooch kick there, trying to kick it over that front line and hope one of your speedy guys on the edges can race over there and catch a, a loose football about 20, 30 yards down the field. But, again, Vollmering does a nice job locating the football, hauling it down, and just sliding down, making sure nothing bad happens, and your offense comes on the field with a nice lead with 11.50 to go in the game and uh, a long ways to go, but plenty of clock to milk for this offense. 67-yard field in front of him. Evan Bruski gives the snap and hands it off to Luke Vollmering, who's met by Caden Lawhorn at about the 34-yard line as well as Shea Woodkey after a three-yard, maybe two-yard gain out to the 35. Second down and eight upcoming as Ubley continues to milk this clock. 11 and a half to play in the fourth quarter. Uh, nobody does it better, and nobody's more comfortable with that type of rhythm. Uh, you know, like in basketball, it is usually fast-paced. You want to push the push the ball up the field. For the Ubley Bearcats, exact opposite. They want to slowly make things happen, and... Uh, Peruski's able to get three yards right up the middle, just what you want, and then run 30, 35 seconds off that clock and snap it again. Mark him at the 35, working off the left hash, left right across the radio. Another handoff to uh, quarterback keeper, actually, this time. Evan Peruski had me fooled across the 35 and out to the 36-yard line before he is stopped by number 14, Rogan Messing, for the Harbor Beach defense. And it's a gain of a yard out to the 36, third down, six to go. Nice job there by Harbor Beach, and in this situation, I wouldn't expect to see Evan Peruski carrying the football, so a good job by them to recognize the quarterback keeper and bring it down to it for a very minimal gain on the play. It brings up a situation Ubley has very rarely found themselves in the last couple of years even, third down and six. Splitting the hash marks, left right across the radio, Evan Peruski under center, three-man backfield as always. There's the snap, and it's another quarterback keeper this time around the left side. He has the he breaks out of one tackle, breaks out of two tackles. Cross midfield, no one in front of him. He's got two blockers going alongside of him as well. Evan Bruski looks like he's running in gingerly, but he's in for the score from 64 yards out. Evan Bruski tags on another score. Taking his time, yeah, as much yeah. clock Burned off the clock. He absolutely made that. Harbeach defense looks foolish. He keeps it around the left, cuts up the middle of the field. He's one-on-one with a linebacker and just slides right around him back to the right side of the field. And there is nobody there as he cruises all the way to the end zone. And he may be a little gimpy, but uh, he he deserves deserves a break there after another great touchdown run. Just nine carries. Got him at 175 yards on the ground. Ten minutes, 12 seconds remain in regulation. It's now 41-14. to Ubley leading Hammer Beach. Evan Bruski, normally the long snapper, takes a snap off as it's still a good snap and it's another good kick from Brett Mueller for his sixth PAT of the evening. It's now 42-14. to Ubley leading Hammer Beach with 10-12 remaining in regulation. 
Ten minutes, 12 seconds remain in regulation. Obli with their sixth score of the night makes it 42-14. to 14. Three plays, 67 total yards, and 64 of those came from Evan Peruski on the quarterback keeper on a third down for the score. Benson Harper gets the kick, and he's out of one tackle, and he's still on his feet all the way out to the 30-yard line. It looked like the four progress has stopped about back at the 24-yard line, but finally stopped by Brett Mueller, the kicker of all people, to make a stop at the 28-yard line. First and 10 for the Pirates. Yeah, he made a lot of guys miss on that play, and that's that's the, the reason that Mueller absolutely wants that thing to get out of the end zone. You do not want that guy getting a return into the win now in this quarter, come up a little short, and... Uh, Scooping it up at the one-yard line is Harper, and again, all it takes is one guy to miss, and next thing you know, it's a big return. Obli's able to save that for now, but this drive will start at their own 30-yard line for the Pirates. First and 10 from the, well, it's at the 30-yard line now. They move the ball two yards there. Right to left, cross your radio. Two wide each, or two wide to the left, one to the right. Bukholz in the shotgun, rolling to his left, looking to pass. Evades one tackler. Now he's got to, He's going to keep it for himself. He's across the 30, still on his feet, and is getting tackled forward out to about the 33-yard line for a hard-fought three yards. Cannon Peruski got his shoulder pads on him once again. Second down and seven. Evan Peruski sitting out a little bit as he's stretching out. Um, so it's still one-on-one. I'm very surprised. I thought Ubley would go to some sort of safety, maybe a, you know, some sort of zone with an extra guy over on Harper's side. Instead, they asked Colin Ozentowski Jr. to slide over one-on-one. And when Bukal slid out of the pocket, he was looking that way. I thought for sure he was going to unload it and give his guy a chance one-on-one with a fresh new corner. But instead, he decides to tuck it and uh, gets two yards and a big hit from Cannon Peruski. Nine minutes and change here in regulation. Hubbley leads 42-14 to 14 by 28 points. Two wide to the left, one to the right, working off the left hash in the shotgun, staying in the pocket, throwing downfield to Benson Harper. This one is on the mark. It's in, brought in by Benson Harper in the 23-yard line. In stride. Benson Harper brings in a pass, which began at the 32 of Harbor Beach across the 50, and all the way down, they're going to mark him down to the 24. Wow. <laughs> Words cannot describe. You have to see these throws and catches in live action. It is a double team. It is a double move. The the fake worked on the underneath guy, but the deep safety had perfect coverage. And Bukholz just throws it as far downfield as he can, does not care where the defender is. And Benson Harper just absolutely runs underneath it. It's a perfect throw based on Harper's speed. And it's another big gain in the passing game as Bukholz now 5 of 6 passing at 132 yards. And a quarterback keeper hitting Bukholz, and he gets very close to that first down marker all the way down to about the 15-yard line after throwing a 44-yard pass to Benson Harper just a moment ago. They mark him down at the 14-yard line. And not enough for the not enough for the first down. Tackle made by Seth Maurer, defensive end senior for the Bearcats. Second in the yard to go. Nice play after the big pass. Your quarterback keeps the ball for himself, cuts up field. Very much Evan Bruski like cutting up the middle, not waiting to get to the sideline when you see an opening. He takes it and he barrels ahead for nine yards on first down. Two wide to the right, one to the left. That's Benson Harper all by his lonesome, being guarded by Colin Ozentoski. Goes to the near sideline for the fade route to Benson Harper, and you're going to say incomplete. Lots, lots, and lots, and lots of contact on that play. Uh, they're going to let them let that hand check and go, but it, maybe more than that. But that ball's got to be thrown up in the air higher. That that was uh, 
one of Caden Buhalts. If he's had any bad throws today, that would be chalked up as mediocre. That ball's got to be up in the air, and it's got to be near the sideline. He threw it into the backside of the end zone, not where Harper expected it to be, and that made it a lot easier for number five, Colin Ozentoski, to defend that football. Second or third down, a yard to go from the 15-yard line. Hand off to Rogan Messing. Has the first down, lowers the shoulder across the 10 before he's stopped by the ugly front line, number 55 with the stop. Skyler Smith, linebacker, junior. Move the chains, first and 10. Excuse me, first and goal to go from the nine-yard line of Ubley. On second down and one, I, I love that pass attempt, one-on-one -on -one with your best player. And to be honest with you, on third and one, I think I'd have done it again. Yeah. I think I'd take my chances. But uh, you can always run it on fourth down and one. If you can't get a yard when you need it, uh, you have no business scoring a touchdown. But nonetheless, Harbeach takes it on third down and one. And now we have first and goal from the nine-yard line. Two wide to the left, Benson Harper wide right. In the shotgun, Caden Buchholz hands it off to Shea Woodkey. Breaks out of one tackle, is inside the five, and brought down to the three-yard line by Luke Vollmering. Good game there of six on the play. Second down, goal to go for the Pirates inside the ugly five. Nice run there by Shea Woodkey, and a good decision by quarterback Caden Buchholz. He's got the option to keep that to the outside. He notices an opening. He lets Shea Woodkey take the football, and he does the rest, getting about five yards on the play as we're just inside the five-yard line now, goal to go. Same formation. Rogan Messing to Bukals' left. Shea Woodkey to the right. It's a handoff to Shea Woodkey up the gut, and he's into the end zone. Touchdown, Harbor Beach. Shea Woodkey rumbles in from four yards out for the third score of the night for the Pirates. It's now Ubley 42, Harbor Beach 20 with 6.43 remaining in regulation. Nice drive, but it's set up by the big pass, and uh, it's kind of Makes you wonder why we didn't, didn't start, they didn't start throwing the football a little bit sooner in this game. Um, but again, it has worked. I know it seems simple, but they are throwing it down the field, pressing on these defensive backs, and it has worked. But it's probably a little too late as Harbor Beach now down 22 points uh, with a two-point conversion coming up. Same formation, going for two. Bugals in the shotgun. Looks to the near sideline. Throws to Benson Harper, and this one's way off the mark. Bad throw intended for Benson. Harper falls incomplete, and it remains a 22-point lead for the Ubley Bearcats. 42-20 with 6.43 remaining in regulation on the W at LW Sports Network. Six forty-three remains in regulation. It's Ubley forty-two, Harbor Beach twenty. As we've suddenly broken out in an off offensive juggernaut here between the two squads. Four, we've had five drives in the second half. Four of them resulting in touchdowns, and that's the last four as well. Skyler Cruz will kick things off for the Pirates from his own forty-yard line to the left side of your radio, and they go for the onside kick, and it comes in at the forty-yard line, bounces once, and there Jackson Susala jumps on it at the thirty-nine-yard line. Got the bounce Harbor Beach was looking for. Susala though makes it count. Yeah, good job by him as it bounced off his chest and it was loose. That was the live ball that Harbor Beach kind of needed to get back in this game, but the seniors able to locate it, jump right on it, and save this possession for the Ubley Bearcats. So with 6.42 to go, Ubley leads 42-20, to 20, and uh, there's no way Peruski's coming back in after any scare there of a tweak looked like hamstring. I think 11 would be Luke Vollmering would be your backup quarterback, and I think that's who's under center. You are correct. 
And now we have Colin Ozentoski stepping in the backfield to replace Vollmering. And it is Colin Ozentoski breaks out of one tackle, and he's going to be gone. He's down to the 30, to the 25, the 20, and he's into the end zone. Colin Ozentoski on his first carry of the night takes it to the house for 61 yards. Just like that, the Elby Bearcats respond with 632 remaining in the fourth quarter. Broken. Broken tackles, missed tackles by the Harbor Beach Pirates will be one thing that will be absolutely looked at next week in practice, but good job there by Ozentoski jumping right in there, taking that first carry from Vollmering. It's a clean snap, clean handoff, and one missed tackle, and Ozentoski turns on the Jets, showing off some of that speed, and he's gone for 61 yards and a touchdown. Ugly back on top, big as Mueller attempts yet another PAT. Trying to go 7-7 seven for seven on the night. For Brett Mueller. Still halfway through, not even halfway through the fourth quarter. PAT is up and it is good. It's 49 to 20. Ubley leads by 29 points on the WLW Sports Network. Ubley 49, Harbor Beach 20. Ozentowski doing his best impression of the ugly dragway and absolutely darts into the end zone from 61 yards out on the very first play of the drive. And tacks on the seventh score of the night for the Elby Bearcats, now leading by 29 points, 49 to 20. What can you say? It's homecoming. These people don't want to go home. Yeah. Just keep that, keep that clock stopped and keep up the scoring, right? Homecoming, win over Harbor Beach. Party never Great stops. Night. Party Great never night. stops, right? Brett Mueller, probably the most uncredited man on this team comes in at the 10 yard line and bounces out to the seven and they pitch it over Dustin Emmerich actually keeps it for himself and he gets out maybe to the 10 maybe 11 yard 15 yard line excuse me when all said and done so Brett Mueller just dropping in on driving some dimes wherever he feels like it at the 10 yard line this time Harvey has a five yard return They'll start out from their own 15. Yes, he has kicked the football a lot tonight. Seven for seven, perfect on those extra points. Again, a rare kick there that doesn't go for a touchback, but it's it's high and angled to the sideline so well that the special teams gets down there and covers it up, and uh, it's even worse field position than going into the end zone. Instead of the 20, they start at the 15-yard line. You do that, Matt. That's some Capitol Hill, Washington, D.C. math there. <laughs> 626 left in the fourth quarter. Ubley 49, Harbor Beach 20. It's the weekend. I'm not doing that, man. Thank you. Two wide to the right, one to the left. Caden Boo calls in the shotgun, rolling to his right, looking to pass. Now scrambles, throws downfield, and this one's right into the hands of an ugly defender. And who else? Luke Vollmering. Brings that one in. That one was a direct pass into the hands of Luke Vollmering, and the Bearcats are back on the field. Probably Bearcats drop into his zone. I've been waiting for that. Now that Peruski's not back there manning the defense, uh, they drop into that zone. And when Buchholz rolls out to the right, he's got two receivers in the area, one on the sideline, one on the hash mark. He throws it right in between them, right into the arms of Luke Vollmering, who took over at quarterback, gets an interception, and now his offense comes back on the field up 29 points with 6.19 to go in the fourth quarter. From their... Harbor Beach's 16-yard line on the plus side of the field. Wing, no, straight T, Luke Vollmering under center. And it's a handoff to Seth Maurer, and the white jerseys swarm to him there, led by Shea Woodkey, out to about the 14-yard line for a two-yard pickup. 
Second down, eight to go for the Bearcats. Nice job there, led by Shea Woodke. Like I said, swarming to the football. That's the only way you can stop this offense. Find the gaps, communicate with your team, and rotate to the football. Try to get cut those gains down from six and seven yards back down to two and three yards and try to force them to use all four downs to get those first downs. Five minutes, 45 seconds left here in regulation. 29-point lead. Bearcats trying to tack on. And if they do so, it'll be a running clock scenario. Luke Vomering under center, T formation. And a handoff to number 32. That's the new man in there, Colton Oswald. He pushes the pile forward down to about the 10-yard line for a hard-fought three, maybe four yards. And brings up a third down and manageable. Third down, three yards to go. Stop made by Caden Lawhorn for the Pirates. Nice job by Oswald jumping right in there, giving that new man the carry. He gets the... The job of the Camden Peruski roll, that fullback try dive right up the middle. Again, gets four, maybe five even on that play. Brings up third down and three as this clock rolls under five minutes to go. Five minutes and counting. Straight T behind Luke Vollmering. Backup quarterback has Evan Peruski goes down with a, with a sore hamstring, it appears. That's a handoff this time to number 30, Seth Maurer, and he has the first down. Move the chains all the way down to about the five-yard line, a four-yard pickup. Tackle made by Shea Woodkey. Move the chains first and goal. Nice job by Maurer there as he's got, he makes that cut. As soon as he gets around the tackle, cuts back up to the middle of the field, extends that football, knowing he needs that full three and a half yards to get there. He does, and that's a fresh set of downs and first and goal for the Bearcats now. Five yards to go. Four minutes, 25 seconds and counting. Bearcats lead by 29 points, 49 to 20. Probably in no hurry here. Luke Vollmering gains some snaps in under center. Replaces Evan Peruski. T formation. Hand off to his third option. That is number five. Colin Ostentowski gets down close to the goal line. No word yet from the officials, and they're going to say touchdown, Ubley. With four minutes remaining in the regulation, they tack on yet another score. Colin Ostentowski rumbles in with a delayed reaction from the officials for five yards. Touchdown, Ubley. Nice run there by Ostentowski, just piling ahead. I thought he was short, but they just said that just goes to show you this offensive line has really won the battle today for the Bearcats, made things a lot easier for them. 42 carries, 458 yards on the ground, averaging well over 10 yards per carry for this offense. You're going to win a lot of football games with those kind of numbers, Clark. So, trying to make this a 56-20 to 20 ball game, Brett Mueller back on the field for his eighth attempt at a point after. The kick is up, and it is good. And the kick is good. 56 to 20 with four minutes left in regulation. You're listening to the W at W Sports Network. And meanwhile, back at the ranch, Rhett Mueller's kick goes. Anyone want to take a guess? Out the back of the end zone for a touchback. It's now 56 to 20 with four minutes remaining. As soon as the official gives the word, it'll be a running clock scenario here. 56 to 20. Yeah, I mean, that's probably Bearcat offense. 458 yards on the ground. 
you're going to win a lot of football games like that and you hold your opponents under 100 yards rushing, you, uh, you have done your job on all sides of the football. New quarterback in for the Pirates. That would be number four, Dylan Arns. He's a junior. Little bad snap. Has to scoop up and he falls on it back at the 14-yard line. And with a running clock situation here, second down, 16 to go as Eric Sweeney still giving some coaching moments there for his squad out there. Uh, yeah, he's one of the best, isn't he? Dylan Arts unable to handle that snap. It was a little low, but he's got his eyes down the field trying to read that, read the defense, make the handoff, or keep it himself. But got to catch that football first before you can do that. So this time they're going to have two running backs in the backfield, one on each side of us. Dylan Arns gets the snap. He is handed off to number 48 for the Pirates. That would be Jonah Dimock, sophomore fullback, for coming off the uh, coming off of the JV squad here out here. Picks up on for about three yards. Second down, 12 to go. Connor Smith, sophomore, checking in the game for the Bearcats. He makes the tackle on the last play. Clock winding under three minutes now. Plenty of new players out there for both sides of the ball. Dylan Arts with a running back on either side of him. Benson Harbor wide left. Hands it off this time to number 48. Dimock once again. And he gets out for another two, maybe three yards. Tackle made by Luke Vollmering. Defensive end starting for the defense for Ubley. And it's now a fourth down, nine to go. Same exact play. Dylan Arts hands it off to Demock, Jonah Demock around the right side, and he's able to get another three yards for Harbeach. Fourth down, nine to go. Benson Harbor is in the punting formation for the Harbeach Pirates. Two minutes left in regulation. Ubley 56, Harbeach 20. Rugby style kick, punt is away and bounces at the 47 inside the 40 and roll comes to stop at the 34 yard line. So, Ubley back on the field with a minute 39 left with a 36 point lead. Yeah, they should have time to run one, two plays roughly, and then this game will be all over, and the Bearcats can continue celebrating homecoming here with a victory over their division rivals, the Harbor Beach Pirates. Minute 19, and counting here, running clock scenario. As the Ubley Bearcats will make it four in a row over the Harbor Beach Pirates with a commanding victory tonight. Never really was in question. Every time Harbor Beach would respond, I believe he would have an answer and then some. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, and then you mix in a couple poorly timed penalties by the Pirates, and uh, the Ubley Bearcats just took complete advantage of those situations, which good teams do, and they turn those into instant points and a big lead here at home. And one more knee as the victory formation underway here, and there's the Jenny Flex in with your spirit, and that will do it. Ubley wins 56 to 20 for their fourth staring victory over the Ubley Bearcats. The first time since 1957 to 1960 that the Ubley Bearcats have taken four over their rivals, the High Reach Pirates.
Final score from Ubley, Michigan on the banks of the Cass River, Ubley 56, Harbor Reach 20 on the WLW Sports Network. WLW Sports Network. Final score from Ubley, Michigan. Ubley 56, Hover Reach 20. A 36-point victory in favor of the Bearcats. Dave Hanson, how much tells we got to this final score? It started right away in the first drive. Luke Vollmering cashes in a two-yard touchdown run. Brett Mueller, extra point good. Ubley leads Hover Beach 7-0. Ubley would score again on fourth down and two. Candon Peruski would break free on a 49-yard run. Brett Mueller tacking on another extra point. Ubley extends their lead 14 to nothing. Still in the first quarter, Caden Buchholz cashes in a one-yard run. The Rogan Messing two-point conversion is short, and at the end of the first quarter, Ubley leads 14 to six. In the second quarter, Candon Peruski scores. Uh, Evan Peruski, excuse me, scores on a 66-yard touchdown run. Brett Mueller's extra point is good. Ubley 21, Harbor Beach 6. And just before the half is over, Seth Maurer punches in a score from one yard away. And Mueller extra point is good. And at the half, Ubley would lead Harbor Beach 28-6. In the third quarter, more Ubley Bearcats. Seth Maurer again on a 34-yard touchdown run. Mueller kicks the extra point. Ubley leads 35-6. But Harbor Beach would score here again a Caden Buchholz six-yard run. Two-point conversion by Shea Woodkey is good. Ubley leads 35-14. But Evan Bruski wasn't done yet in the fourth quarter. A 64-yard touchdown run. That would be the last play of the game for him as Brett Mueller would tack on the extra point. Harbor Beach extends their lead 42-14. Harbor Beach would respond on a Shea Woodkey four-yard touchdown run. The two-point conversion is short, but Ubley would still lead 49-20. to And later on, Colin Ozentoski will cash in not one but two touchdown runs two and a half minutes apart. <clears throat> Colin Ozentoski's first one, 61 yards. The second one with four minutes to go from five yards away after a Harbor Beach interception. And the Ubley Bearcats on homecoming night defeat their division rivals 56-20. to Ubley had 488 yards of offense on 43 plays. 458 of those came on the ground. Just one completion for 30 yards all through the air for Evan Prusky and the Bearcats tonight. Commanding performance averaging 10.9 yards per carry. When you take a look at the long runs for Evan Prusky, 66 yards. Cannon Prusky, 49 yards. Kalen Ausnowski, 61 yards. Luke Vollmering, 34 yards. Those aren't the totals. That's their long of the night. Whereas when you take a look at Evan Prusky with nine carries, two touchdowns on 175 yards. Cannon Prusky, 11 carries, 99 yards. One touchdown as well as one fumble. Kalen Ausentoski, two carries, 66 yards, two scores. Seth Maurer, 12 carries, 60 yards and a score. Luke Vollmering, six carries, 46 yards and two scores. Jackson Susal, one carry for seven yards. Impressive, top to bottom. No doubt about it. And just to mention those four long touch, four long runs for four different running backs, all four of those long runs were longer than 
were more than any Harbor Beach rusher had on all of their individual carries. Harbor Beach's leading rusher had 31 yards on the ground. The Albany Bearcats just ground and pound. Normally, um, you know, it's a slow pace, but tonight the slow pace turned into a big gain. It was only a matter of time when. And uh, don't leave out that one pass play they dialed up in the first half. You're going to see them do more of that as they get ready for another playoff run. But they asked Evan Peruski to throw once. He threw a perfect pass to Ryan Lehrman down the field for another 30 yards. But otherwise, uh, that was just to, just to completely throw off that pirate defense. They had no stopping of the running game. Then you mix in that longer pass for the Bearcats, and they had everything rolling tonight. Probably ran five more plays on the night for 232 more yards in the Pirates tonight. I reached 38 plays, 256 yards in total, 90 yards on 29 totes on the ground for two scores, averaging 3.1 Per carry, their longest run of the night, nine yards, came from Caden Buchholz, quarterback. Through the air is where they did most of their damage, like Dave just said. Six of nine passing for collected between Caden Buchholz and Benson Harper for 166 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Caden Buchholz, five of eight for 132 yards and a score as well as interception. He was off to a great clip tonight before that last interception. And that last interception came with five minutes to go when there was a running clock on. But uh, through the heart of the game, he was five of six at one time for those 132 yards. Uh, they, they did pull up a trick play, which was very fun to see when Benson Harper threw it down the field to Dustin Emmerich for a nice catch. But, uh, you know... Harbor Beach can move the ball through the air. They don't want to depend on it, but it clearly shows that the running game just isn't happening right now. And at least they were making the game entertaining with Caden Buchholz to the or Buchholz to his favorite connection is his uh, sophomore classmate Benson Harper. Benson Harper one for one passing for 34 yards into the hands of Dustin Emmerich. Benson Harper brought in four receptions and five targets for 137 yards and a score. Averaging 34 yards a catch, including a 69-yard long run, which I do believe, no, that came down at the one-yard line. Tackled at the one-yard line. He made he he. uh, Yeah, we thought it was basketball there. Remember, he was making guys miss and eventually taken down at the one-yard line. Dustin Emmerich one reception for 34 yards, and Andrew Caban one reception for a loss of five. On the defensive side of things, Ubley with 35 tackles, including two tackles for a loss and one sack, one interception as well. Harbor Beach with 34 tackles, no tackles for a loss, no tackles for no sacks, no interceptions, and no tip passes. One fumble recovery, though, when Katie Buchholz stripped that ball away from Cannon Peruski. Penalties seem to stifle the Pirates early as well. Seemed like every time they started to get something going, they had a penalty which would negate it either a first down or set up a very long third down and result to them in punting on fourth downs. Five penalties for 45 yards, but they came at very costly times. Ubley with three penalties for 20 yards. Yeah, and a lot of and Ubley's came came at different times, right? So there was a deep pass that was going to be completed. Benson Harper, uh, Evan Peruski just grabs him, says, "No, this isn't happening. I'll give you 15 in penalty yards, but you're not getting a big completion on me." And uh, so, but the Ubley Bearcats—that's what they do. They take advantage of situations. They slow play you all game long. Eventually, hit you with a big run. Wait for you to make the mistake. They take advantage of it and then just continue to ground and pound you for the rest of the night. So they uh, again were on top of their game and. 458 yards on the ground later. They're off to a big win on homecoming night. Cannon Bruski leads the tackling for the defense. No surprise there with eight tackles. Evan Bruski with four. Luke Vollmering as well with four, including two of those for a loss and one interception. Ryan Lehrman, Seth, Seth Maurer, and Aiden Kohler each with three tackles. Kohler had a sack as well. For the Harbor Beach defense, they were led by Dustin Emmerich with six tackles. Shea Woodkey with, excuse me, with eight tackles. Shea Woodkey with six. Caden Lawhorn at five. Skylar Cruz at three. Rogan Messing two, as well as Caden Buchholz, who had that fumble recovery. 
Yeah, again, you can see that the uh, a lot of work there for the Higher Beach defense. Albany Bearcats, no surprise, led by Camden Peruski, a middle linebacker. He is all over the field, putting big hits on at all times. Uh, so, again, no surprises there, uh, but goes to show when you see three or four negative plays for the Higher Beach Pirate offense, none for the Albany Bearcats. Huge that their offense is always moving forward on every play. So, Dave Hansen. Who's your Thompson Chevrolet player of the game? Uh, it, it's an easy one tonight. It's uh, it's four-year starting quarterback, Evan Peruski. Just nine carries, cashes in 175 yards later, two two touchdowns on the ground. They ask him to throw it once. He does nothing but complete it for 30 yards. And don't forget, uh, that he gets the they, they win the cost. They, they go out the football to start the game. And he starts the game off with a 44-yard kick return to put their offense on a short field to go ahead and give them the lead. There's just There isn't anything this guy can't do. He's the second-leading tackler on the team uh, and, and to steal one from you i think he drives the bus so i think so he's uh he's easily their choice tonight and their their fearless leader did his job tonight in rivalry night when you're a four-year starter in general when you're a four-year starter at quarterback it starts to show and is certainly showing in like just said the other day evan peruski has been the fourth option in the backfield realistically for the LB Bearcats these past few years. It's hard to fathom. And he has 3,000 yards in yeah. his career, but that is exactly the way they want it. They want him to have seven to nine carries because they know it could be three or four of them could go for big chunk plays, and it's devastating to defenses. He's their speed guy. They can't afford to have him carrying the ball 15, 18 times a game because he'll get too banged up. They want his explosive plays to come in punches, come a couple times a quarter, and that's exactly what happens. You leave your leave that to the Cannon Peruskis and the Seth Mowers of the world to absorb the contact to set up the big play to Evan Peruski. And Ubley wins for the fourth time straight over the Harbor Beach Pirates, dating back to 2021 when they beat them twice, 50-33 to and then 35-6 to in the playoffs. 2022, they won 42-0 in Harbor Beach. And now a 56-20 victory in favor of the Bearcats puts together four in a row, just the second time in history. The first time, you have to go all the way back before the days of Jerry Herp even, 1957 and 1960, when they beat Harbor Beach 32-19, 46-6, nothing, and then 15-6 in 1960. Yeah, and I have a strange feeling this is the last time I was these say. Team, two teams will meet this year. I can't say it'll be a different game or a different result, but I, I guess what I'm saying is, is they may meet again, and I think it's going to happen at the districts. And the way things are shaping up, it'll be right back here in this booth, Clark. And, Dave, and frankly, any opponent of Ubley, if you can't stop the fullback trap, if you can't stop the run game like you saw tonight with Ubley, there's – your chances of winning are slim to none. And I don't know where Harbor Beach is going to find that answer or any team in our area. We've seen the Lakers give it a shot. They had no answer. Harbor Beach had no answer. Uh, at least Harbor Beach scored 20 points on the True. offensive side. We haven't seen anybody do that yet. But uh, defensively, I don't know where that change comes from from now till six, seven weeks from now if that opportunity happens again. Again, and that's that's exactly it, Clark. They run their base offense. They have three guys that do attack certain spots of the field. And when they find the guy that's not filling that gap properly, they attack him. They abuse that spot. And then as soon as they uh, they think you got the answer, Evan Peruski beats you on the outside. So until you can stop that attack up the middle, you can't do anything else against this team. They're going to walk down the field and score on you, which they've been doing for the last four years. And before we talk about our upcoming schedule, let's go through other area scores. Caro is leading Vassar in Vassar in the fourth quarter, 34-7. to The Tigers over the Vulcans. Cassidy wins over Reese, 38-6. to That is a final in Reese. Bad X Memphis, last we heard, is 24-7. to uh, Bad X over Memphis at halftime. 
and we're amazed that we even have any stats coming out of the Memphis Valley down there. It seems like a black hole. Marlette and Sandusky in the fourth quarter. This is not a final, but it's could be marlette 38 sandusky 28 so a tough game there in sandusky between the red raiders and the wolves almost slipped up there and last we heard all saints was leading caseville at halftime 43 nothing an a player mayville was leading dryden at halftime 42 nothing kingston beating burton atherton 18 to 8 and that tells me that owen corliss was not playing. not playing that tells me too because they score they score that many points in a quarter not in a half so i'm guessing he was sitting out so that if they can buy him another week and still get a win that's uh, that's good for kingston so our upcoming broadcast schedule the next game you will hear on air is next friday usa at cassidy we shift our attention of coverage at uh, cruise 102 over to the greater thumb west that will be a different crew we are off next week, so you'll be hearing, I do believe, Kurt Damero and friends on air from next week as USA travels to Cass City in the Greater Thumb West. The next time you will hear us, uh, we are changing our schedule up from what was uh, posted at the beginning of the season. So week number six we're talking. This is our, our next broadcast. We are off next week. But in week number six, you'll hear us again as Sandusky travels to Harbor Beach in the Greater Thumb East. Yeah, two, three, and one teams in the East uh, chasing that second spot, probably chasing a playoff spot. Uh, a lot on the line for both of those teams, and I, I think that makes a lot of sense to jump to those two teams. Uh, again, there's a lot of coaching history there uh, with the Sandusky coaches and the Harbor Beach coaches, so they, they all have come from that same coaching tree, and uh, I fully expect that to be a physical, uh, very highly competitive contest for most of that game, and I think that's, uh, that's the right choice. So, Dave Hansen, final thoughts here from Ubley, Michigan. Uh, congratulations, Addison Hagen. Again, uh, your homecoming yes. queen. Uh, very cool to see that. And uh, mm-hmm. congratulations to the Ubley Bearcats. Again, it, it's, been, it's been a heck of a run. And, uh, again, enjoy the night. Enjoy the homecoming. So, on behalf of our entire broadcast team here tonight, Dave Hansen, in-game analysis. Doug Cole, director of sports information, keeping us busy for a second game in a row. Dan Banky, best spotter in the business, and our intern, Kendall Anthus, coming from Northwood University, also on social media. My name is Clark Ramsey. I am the producer and host of this broadcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's game. The Bearcats win four in a row over the Harbor Beach Pirates for just the second time in history, last time 1957 to 1960. Tonight's game broadcast brought to you by Thumb Siler, DS Services of Cass City, Conic Radiator and Air Conditioning, Rainy Sunny Center, North Star Bank, Countryside Transportation, here on Auto Parts, Ubley Motor Service, Harbor Reach True Value, Albert Insurance Agency, Harbor Reach Community Schools, Zinger Smigelski Funeral Home, McVeigh Insurance Agency, and Sure Health. Better health, better life, are you sure? Well, we are sure that we are off next week, but you'll hear the Cass City in USA game on Cruise 102 next week. We will return in week number six as the Sandusky Wolves travel to the Harbor Beach Pirates in week number six in a greater than East matchup, chasing the number two spot in the East behind the Elder Bearcats. Congratulations to the Elder Bearcats, winning on homecoming in the Backyard Brawl, the 74th edition. On behalf of the entire broadcast team, good night, drive safe, we'll see you in two weeks. This has been a presentation of the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Agri-Valley Services, on Sports Radio 102.1 FM, and live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. Like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Just search for WLEW Sports. Your home for high school football is the WLEW Sports Network.
When it comes to home improvement projects, there are only so many ways to complete the task the right way, and about a million ways for it to go wrong. That's where your local Harbor Beach True Value store comes in. A wise man once told me that the key to a home plumbing project is a full tank of gas. So instead of running to that big box store 17 times to figure out what you need on your own, while trying to look like you know what you're doing, why not head to your local hardware store that can help you reach your project's finish line? The friendly and experienced staff of Harbor Beach True Value have the knowledge and know-how of how to get the job done right the first time. They know the difference between inside and outside diameters of PVC. They know what questions to ask so that you can save time, money, and the headaches for whatever might be on that honey-do list. So when you're in need of plumbing supplies, HVAC, paint, DNR licenses, yard and garden items, or just that one random nut and bolt that went missing, you know where to go. That's your local hardware store in downtown Harbor Beach at the corner of 1st and State Street, just a block from the main light. Harbor Beach True Value. Locally owned and locally yours.